G'day and welcome to On The Esky, boys. We are live from day four, session one uh, over there at the Oval. Can the Aussies win the fifth test and win the Ashes? Uh, a Desmond Tutu would be a bit of a disappointment you'd think from here, but the odds are definitely against us. All the weekend's footy action in the rugby league and AFL. Panthers, Broncos, Storm looking pretty good in the league. And da 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 the Blues <laughs> shock the Magpies in front of 87,000 at the G Friday night. Football, the world kind. Uh, the Matildas facing an uphill battle to try and get out of the group. And uh, Mbappe gets offered $1 billion. <laughs> yes, $1 billion from Dr. Evil. I mean, Saudi. Um, <laughs> the, the NFL's hot. Yeah, that's right. The NFL season is just around the corner. Uh, Jonathan Taylor wanting out of the Colts and quarterback doing a bit on Netflix. Mm. Speaking of, uh, he's not wearing 12 actually, is he? At the, he's wearing eight. He's wearing eight at the Jets, but we've got his fake jersey up there, which has tape over it like a rugby league logo. And the final round, UFC 291, occurred today. It was absolutely stacked. Justin Gaethje, the BMF, uh, plus a mm. bit of F1 Belgium. We do have timestamps on YouTube. You can skip to the sports that you like. We do have socials. Check us out there. And please do hit that subscribe button. We start off the show by shouting a beer or a nice uh, – uh, Bundaberg. Yeah, Bundaberg. <laughs> Footy was in Bundaberg today. Um, non-alcoholic yeah. beverage. We've finally finished – the, the coast ales that have been yep. in Monkey's Fridge for, what, nine months? Nine months. Yeah, thereabouts. The best yep. part of it. So, well done. Yeah. Well done, Peppy, for getting through 80% of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, might, uh, I might give it to you, actually, Monks. Would you like to start us off with your shout of beer? It's not strictly sport-related, but it's a great story. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could probably throw it in on the motorsports, motorsports yeah. maybe. Um, adventure no, sports, there you go. Adventure, yeah. Ex- go. Extreme. Um, extreme mud So, coat. yeah, so I'm shouting a beer to a group of lads up in Darwin. Um, who decided one weekend at the pub that they'll try and drive their car um, from one side of the Darwin Harbour to the other. You might think that that's not too hard or anything Mm. like that, except they tried to drive underwater. Um, So yesterday, or over the weekend rather, um, they drove a converted Land Cruiser um, across, yeah, Darwin Harbour from Mandora to Mindil Beach. Um, So obviously the they didn't build the car over the weekend. They probably spent months building it, converting mm-hmm. it from um, petrol diesel engine to an EV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they drove it 7Ks um, to depths of around 30 metres underneath the Darwin Harbour, uh, having having to tackle saltwater crocs, sharks <laughs> and pipe gas lines um, or no, gas pipeline, sorry. Sounds <laughs> 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 fine to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shouting there in beer for an awesome feat. The crew of the Mud Crab, uh, <laughs> for any listeners overseas. Darwin is where the big saltwater crocs live, so I wonder if they encountered any. Uh, but good on them. That's a James Bond-esque uh, <laughs> crossing it is. there, isn't it? Shauna, who are you shouting to be? Uh, before we get into that, I think, Jimmy, can you change it from keeping up appearances to the Ashes, please? <laughs> <laughs> little, <No>. little, switch, <laughs> little switch from uh, Gem to uh, we're, on, <laughs> we're on the actual Channel 9 tonight, which is good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty pretty interesting they keep putting us on jam considering uh, I think the Ashes have been out um, view like having better viewships than the Rugby League than uh, the Bledisloe last night. They've people like to tune in for the cricket. Mm. Mm. 
especially when it's up against such red hot rugby league games like uh, Dragons, Tigers, etc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so shout a beer for me. I'm going to sh- have a bit of a big tab. I'm going to shout out the Australian swimming team uh, for their domination in the pool at the uh, World Championship. Um, as of what well, I think last night they had ten medals, uh, ten gold medals. That was. Um, so they've essentially. Uh, Blown everyone out of the water to the point that the US um, uh, <laughs> channel, the channel um, which I think is either NBC or CBS, uh, televising the event, uh, decided to change their sort order from total gold medals won uh, to total medals overall, considering how dominant the Australians had been uh, and the fact that uh, the Chinese had more, the French had also equaled them. So, yeah, mm. they had 25 total medals, but only three golds as of last night. Uh, with the Australians dominating, uh, winning most of their events with 10. Uh, I think they had another one last night, so I think they're probably up to about 11 at the moment, plus a whole bunch of world records to follow mm. as well. Um, it's been, a, yeah, an absolute domination in the pool uh, two years out from an Olympics. So it's a perfect kind of timing to get get going for the, the Aussies. One year out from Olympics. And one year out of them, sorry. Yeah. I was like, geez, have I lost a year in my brain? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Uh, that's where we get most of our medals in the Olympics and uh, uh, big shots fired. Yeah. You're out. Real promising. Well, Keith, oh, you go. I was just going to say you might have to hold on to a few of those beers because a lot of our swimmers are like real young as well. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking world true. records is absolutely crazy. Put them on Libo and hit me up later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For beers. For beers. Beers. <laughs> beers. <laughs> We're re- reiterating that. <laughs> I'll shout a beer, keeping the theme going uh, to Aussies that are – getting in the right shape for, for an Olympics next year. Uh, Jessica Hull, she smashed the Australian record in the mile um, in the athletics, running uh, 4.15.34, which took nearly three seconds off her own PB. Uh, it was a lightning-fast race, actually. Uh, five of the top eight uh, fastest miles ever were run in the race, and uh, Kenya's faith, Kip Yagon, uh broke the world record. She actually was eight seconds ahead of Jessica. So uh, very, very quick race uh, and, and girls getting very close to uh, running that, that elusive four-minute mile. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Let's run that into a mop of the week. We're all just a bit stunned yeah. then. I think that's Stuart Broad. Aussie's leaking <laughs> Hitting, hitting, uh, hitting someone time. someone for a six there, isn't it? More, more short yeah. stuff. Just Backs away, straight out of the hay diddle diddle, and that is six runs, mm. two. We'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah. Stuart Broad off Starkey. Wasting runs mm. like these these 20-odd runs like this is uh, it could could be the end. Like They could be the just too many for the Aussies. I'm going to talk pitch, all. Pitch him up. All, f- thumbs, please. all things cricket in just a moment. Uh, let's get through this mop of the week. Oh. Shorto, uh, can you take us away with this one? Yes. Uh, we'll keep, keep. I don't know, rugby league's probably had a fair few of our mops. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, keep, we'll get a broad mop on this one because um, the continual uh, lack of negotiations for an enterprise agreement between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association continues and was escalated during the week to the point that uh, – uh, you know, what is it, uh, strapping tape uh, mm-hmm. sold out um, as they had to cover up all the logos um, on jerseys, uh, forgetting to do the pants, of course, but they did cover up the main ones <laughs> on the chest. Um, uh, you know, to send a, another, I guess, remind another shot that, hey, we're, we're heavily into this boycott. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how many rugby league games you guys have been watching and uh, have you noticed mu- much difference without having the players give their – their usual um, mm. uh, adjectives and um, phrases, etc. 
So yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'm not a big well, fan of the halftime interview, to be honest. Yeah. I think I think that one can can definitely go, yeah. but definitely like hearing from a post match. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's also a bit of chat during the week that the Dally M might not yep. might not go ahead. So they're definitely still trying mm. to play hardball. Uh, it's also, uh, you know, Clint Newton's role as the as the head of the RLPA has sort of come under fire be- I th- well, because I, of how long and drawn out this is. This it's has not happened. his fault though. I think it's no. gross mm. the fact that the how hard the media being uh, in the NRL's pocket essentially mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know that's uh, especially the shows we're talking about that oh, talk yeah. about oh, talk yeah. about this well, one um, one in particular yeah that have you know getting stuck in um, uh, stuck into to Clint Newton when he's been. Elected as their representative, and everyone that this comes out in their support um, for for him has said, "Yeah, that's all bullshit." And mm. it is; it's all just beat up by the NRL to paint paint that picture that players are greedy and they um, don't want to, um, you know, come come to agreement. They're going to bankrupt the game, which is just not true. Um, mm. And the, yeah, the league itself is uh, really. Uh, you know, I think the big difference, like say from the NFL to here, is they haven't held out. You know, you're not having mm. players um, not playing and having the replacements essentially. But hopefully, we don't get to that sort of escalation and oh, yeah. say for next season if nothing happens. But it just is just bad and shit show. I think. Mm. Got anything there on the on the financial side of things? Um, yeah. So that there are there are a lot of points that I suppose the RLPA have with. Um, the current or what is to be the new bargaining agreement. Mm. So a lot of it's a lot of it is actually not so much in terms of financial, like how much they're getting paid and stuff. Like the NRL is trying to tweak that um, and trying to add in extra costs as part of the whole package to what the um, players get, um, reducing their pay. But a lot of it's also to do with like um, the season schedule. So mm. players want to have and clubs want to have a bit more say in how many games get added to the season. So, yep. Negotiate that. Yeah, that's it. And um, also player data apparently, according to the RLPA, um, some of the data that's collected around the players, um, medical and personal information, mm. is allegedly um, doesn't comply with privacy laws. So they probably just want to um, bring back some of the ownership of their own personal information and data um, yeah. rather than just handing it all over to the NRL who could probably use it for whatever they want. Sell it to um, Facebook. <laughs> that's it. Well, I suppose long-term like medical insurance or that sort of stuff yeah. like, is probably a uh, pretty hairy, hairy topic to to touch on. And um, and there's been heaps of there's been heaps of reports about different bits of money and stuff like that that they um, the NRLs like not reporting essentially the players. Like there was reports about fifty mil that they found last year that the players weren't, weren't <laughs> you know weren't involved in. It. So to me, it seems mm. kind of dodgy. And then you have guys like Gordon Tallis who. You know, doesn't understand why they're doing this, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a bloke that sat out a year and went and played Super League. So, um, <laughs> you know, like he has no right to talk in this in this regard. So, yeah, there's so many shields there for the NRL. Mm. And that uh, um, against the Raging Bull is uh, your comments and not, <laughs> not the comments. <laughs> <of> the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can take it up. <laughs> that's it. Um, but, yeah, even He's like, just got a happy he's got a 360 gig placing Kenny. Like that's um, – yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It. Uh, and even, yeah, back to Clint Newton, I think uh, in the news this week he had been talking to the secretary of the ACTU, so he mm-hmm. seems to be getting more more advice, so that doesn't sound like this is going to be ending anytime soon either. Yeah, it's and the whole union chat's quite interesting because it's not hugely um, 
uh, prevalent as much in Australia and there's been struggles, of course, in the US, but then you've got the, you know, the writer's strike and the actor strike going on over there at the moment. So it's um, quite an interesting time for, for unions and especially like this big one um, for the, the, the Players Association here in mm. Australia. I have to have a chat with our podcast union and uh, mm. sort out a couple of extra dollars per episode. Yeah, we need a HR here first. <laughs> All we, right, boys. Should, should we talk some cricket? Yes. Let's give you some cricket. Announce what just happened. Oh, wait. Yep. Yeah, so England are all out 395. Uh, we did leak a couple there at the death, but we will get to that when we wrap up. So 383 to chase? 383, yep, it will be uh, what's required. Feels more comfortable than having a four in front of it. It does, it does. <laughs> it still hasn't yes. been done very often. I've got no. the – let's talk about it right here because I do have the all-time uh, highest successful run chases. So there's only four that have been over 400. Uh, and if we get 383, that will be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That will be the eighth highest total ever chased in Test cricket. So definitely a tall ask. Uh, and you you see uh, us in recent times don't really appear on that list very very often. There was one uh, against Pakistan in 1999 where we chased 369 down. So it's going to have to. It's it'll be our biggest fourth innings run chase if we were to, to get it yeah. since uh, since 1948. Mm-hmm. That said, stranger things have happened. Let's wrap up the first. How did we get here? The first three days of the test. Yes, how did we get here? Uh, and looking at the teams, uh, Cam Green unfortunately missing out. There was a lot of speculation into the test that there is only a room uh, for one all rounder with uh, with Todd Murphy being underutilized in the fourth test mm-hmm. and perhaps. This oval deck offering a little bit more spin than Old Trafford. So Todd Murphy comes in and in hindsight that was a, a good decision. Yeah, I think uh, that's and good poor pick. Cam Green misses out. Boys, uh, what do we think about the selection? Yeah, I think it mm. ended up being a good selection and Todd Murphy did a solid job with the bat when we needed it as well. So <laughs> um, I think he added the the variation, the change up they really needed um, in this. And most of the big partnerships here was the reason the you know, they break them up. So um, he kind of really started some of those uh, momentum changes, but – um, give credit to England, uh, especially in that second innings, um, for batting their way through it. But I think he was a good addition um, in this one and um, has bowled pretty well, I thought. With a deck that hasn't really given him much because we're only in day three. <laughs> <laughs> True that. What about Mitch Marsh for Cam Green? Yeah, well, That's Mitch Marsh pretty much un- undroppable after that yeah. that ton in the third test and, yeah. you know, after he, having so much time uh, in uh, – you know, out of the out of the test side to come in and stand up like we needed him to in that third test. He's his mm. cricket in Eng- his record in England is very very good, and I think it's, mm. it's essentially just continued. Mm. Um, you know, he, that's obviously the conditions and his style of play really suit um, playing out here. Uh, and yeah, he's batted really well. He didn't bowl in much in the his back end of the fourth test because of a back strain, I think, mm. from memory. Mm. Um, but he bowled in this and. Uh, was maybe a little bit more expensive and didn't get as much um, swing as uh, he had in the past uh, couple of games. But uh, I think, again, did his job. Um, really, I think, solidified that middle where the Pommies really couldn't go after them with the short stuff like they did in the third test. I think it kind of mm. forced them into a little bit of different um, mindset, uh, which I think benefited um, Head and Kerry around him. Strange world, isn't it? The Australian test cricket team, you would have thought, you know, mm. A few few months ago when Cam Green was scoring that ton in India and, you know, fielding the way he does at Gully and b- bowling a few handy overs, you, you would have thought he would be 
close to undroppable, but uh, things do change, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting selection issue uh, moving forward into into our summer as well. But yeah. um, he- heaven forbid yeah. we get to where India and have the depth where we can pick horses for courses. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> ma- at the all rounder position. Maybe it's getting that way. It's definitely not that way for openers. No. no. <laughs> all right, so we win the toss first toss in the in the series that we win, and we have a bowl. I think he called the tails as well. So five tails, and he finally got one. Yeah, has it all been tails? Tails yeah. never fails. Mm-hmm. And England, really off the back of some pretty poor fielding from Australia, yeah. uh, get a Basball esque 283. They went uh, at nearly 5.2 and over. 54 overs? Yeah, 54 overs. So only slightly more than a, than a one day innings. Uh, and Duckett uh, was the first to go for the Poms. Pretty streaky kind of innings. He nearly chopped on a couple of times. Mm. The first hour for the Australians with the new ball wasn't. Wasn't real great um, in both innings, but definitely in, in the first. Yeah, mm. and and it was just fielding, really, wasn't it? Mm. That that Warner drop on thirty, mm-hmm. pretty regulation kind of catch. It was yep. moving mm. pretty quick, but he got two hands to it. You got to eat them for Brecky. Yeah, uh, luckily, it didn't cost too much because um, Duckett then uh, he he clipped one off his gloves, and no, nope, there was a bit of a half half hearted appeal. It's a good thing that they reviewed it because definitely touched his gloves, and uh, and Duckett went, mm. and then uh, Zach Crawley after a very very tough chance uh, goes down from. Smith Smudger, you know, full horizontal diving to his right. Uh, he goes for twenty-two, uh, and then when uh, when Joe Root chopped on, and we're three for they're three for seventy-three. Um, you'd think the Aussies right on top there at mm-hmm. the at the end of the first session. Yep, definitely. And then Harry Brook comes out, and we dropped him as well on five, and <laughs> that that turned out to be the biggest yeah. drop. Uh, poor Alex Carey, he's been pretty bloody good with the gloves. All series, mm. but you do probably expect him to take those. It was a reasonably tough chance, sort of yeah. going low and right. I think he just single hand. I think they covered it. They made um, the commentary covered it. They kind of made the wrong decision to go at it with one. It was probably close enough that he could have got both hands out to it and maybe made it more guaranteed. But it just hit the palm mm. real hard and bounced out. So uh, I think he was disappointed himself and maybe just misjudged how far he had to lunge to get to it. But yeah, that ended up being the massive one because yeah. he went on to mm. score another eighty after that. Yeah, pivotal moment in the test match and uh, if we do lose this uh, this one, which is looking reasonably likely, um, it, it might maybe come down, that, down to that. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and if you do hear a few oohs and ahs <laughs> through the, the coming uh, oh, oh, shit, hour and a half and hopefully yeah. it's not shit and fuck, <laughs> uh, that'll probably be uh, Aussies losing their wickets as, uh, as yeah. the boys go out to bat. Mo and Ali got cleaned up by Todd Murphy. Uh, pulled, in, pulled his groin as in well. In the first over. Yep, pulled his groin. Th- yeah. Throwing the cr- kitchen sink at it. That's mm-hmm. that's what you do sometimes. Uh, there's definitely a plan to attack Murphy. It hit him for a four in that over and then just played all around it. And Murph gets mm-hmm. his first wicket of the test. Yeah, uh, it, was with that a, one. it was a great change up there from Cummins as well because knowing that Moen was struggling with his groin, um, they bring Murphy out and then Murphy just kind of brought him forward to make it more difficult for him to lunge to the ball. And he lunged mm. for this one, couldn't get there, and um, bowled him. So yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think I think I said it to you boys. I think uh, this first day was probably the, one of the best days I've seen from the Australians in the field, besides the drop catches. But their their game plans, their the 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 fielding, the change ups were almost on point. Every time mm. they made a change and came up with something else, it got wickets and they got breakthroughs. So mm. yep. um, I thought they did a really good job in that. 
regards mm. besides the three jobs we mentioned before. Yeah, so yeah. in terms of execution, yes. not, not, the, like not the best, but you like the, the game plan yeah. and, and in, the in fields. The, in, this, in this series, like it was, yeah, the, the best that I think they've I've seen from them. They seemed on, they seemed committed. And, yeah, outside of, you know, dropping um, a couple of tough chances and one they definitely should have gobbled up. Uh, it, it was overall was yeah. uh, much better than it had been in recent tests. Had a bit more of a plan or strategy to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of best of, uh, you don't see too many better balls than the than the peach that Ben Stokes got from uh, from Mitch Beautiful. Stark. Uh, it swung late. It took the top of his off uh, peg. He he thought that was going onto his pads. Really, the the mm-hmm. line that it was was probably middle and leg, and ended up swinging late and castled him. And uh, his face said it all as he as he went back to the pavilion with the old. Raised eyebrows and sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just get a good one. Yep. Yeah. Johnny Besto, uh, he has had an up and down uh, series. It was down in, in this knock, mm-hmm. uh, inside mm-hmm. edge trying to cover drive and goes for four. And at this stage, six for 208, we're right on top, but that pesky tail just keeps wagging. So Brooke goes um, just after, so it's mm-hmm. seven for 212. And then there's a 53-run mm-hmm. partnership between Mark Wood and Chris Wokes. Uh, England were unchanged. We didn't talk about them in the in the selection side yeah. of things, but they looked so much more dangerous with Wood slash Wokes in yeah. uh, mm. for for Robinson and a, and a spinner. In in my opinion, uh, so you know, thank you to the England selectors for for not going that that combination. Although uh, one was unavailable for the first test, mm. uh, but yeah, they offer a little bit with the bat and uh, and Chris Wokes in particular. He looked pretty good. You know, he can hit Mitch Stark back over his head. There's not many. Bowlers that that can do that at the bottom um, of the of the order. Uh, so what they make two two eighty three two eighty three yep. they make uh, Starkey four for eighty two expensive but got some poles. Mm. Uh, he was probably the pick and uh, Murphy uh, two for twenty two. Richie Benno uh, of his six overs uh, warranting his selection. We went out to bat then on uh, late on day one uh, and got through uh, just losing the one wicket. It was Davey Warner. No, it wasn't Stuart Broad that got him, although Broad thought he had his man uh, on 12, had hit his arm. Uh, and Uzi uh, played pretty slow uh, mm-hmm. for his 47. But, Australians uh, played slow. <laughs> well, speaking of, Marnus, my mm. goodness. Uh, nine off 82, old school sort of innings, and it took an absolute screamer from Joe Root diving to his left. To, uh, to dismiss him uh, and Man took his sweet time. He chewed up 82 rocks but uh, mm. you, you can do that because a draw doesn't hurt us. You yeah. can get into mm. that mindset though I suppose sometimes when you're a little bit too defensive and it's not progressing along well but uh, it was an old old school kind of uh, approach from, from Lava Shane mm. and Kawaja. And I think and you've seen it across all the test matches, the Australians haven't really worried about the time. Because the way the the, the Pommies go out and bat and play, that they go through their innings very quickly. There's plenty of going to be plenty of time left in a match for the for the Australians to take as long as they want to bat. The army is going to have two full days to chase this total down. So yeah, time yeah. is not an issue. Yeah, time's so. not an issue. The attrition side of things as well. They've got yeah. four fast bowlers, you know, just wear them down, let them keep yep. pounding. Yep, Stokes mm. hasn't really been bowling because of his bad knees. Correct. So. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think the. On Manus' side, they probably lack just rotating the strike a bit. Um, you know, just see if they can get a get a single here and there, and just keep the scoreboard ticking over, mm-hmm. um, which I th- think kind of led into a bit more pressure um, later on. 
Outwalk Smudger. Uh, he averages 160 in the first innings at the Oval. Pretty handy. Uh, the run out or the near run out mm. was was interesting. Uh, Besto, um, he just clipped the stumps uh, with his gloves and dislodged one of those bales before. Uh, luckily for us, he did because uh, Smudge was just short. Yeah, well, mm. from what I saw from the third umpire going through it, there was a frame where you could see a bee's deck of the bat over the line uh, with the bale still in its uh, pegs. Like, and it hadn't kind of popped out. So based uh. on the, <laughs> so, yeah, because they, they went – he spent like three minutes going back and forth. It with, took a long time. To go it? back and yeah. forth to get that right frame. But I think he eventually got the frame that he wanted to see that it was – yeah, like it was a super close one. Um but it didn't come down to that. It came down to the fact that Bairstow's gloves mm. had dislodged a bat. So it yeah, didn't matter where, the, where, the, yeah, where yeah. the bat was. Yeah. Could have been a metre out of his crease if, mm. if that's what, what happened. But uh, got away with one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes when Smudger gets a life like that, he goes on to score 200. Not the case here, but uh, uh, innings topping 71 uh, in, in this one. And it started running out of partners, I think. That was probably probably why, why he got out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our middle order has a bit of a middle order collapse, really. Uh, Travis Head. Goes to Broad. Um, mm. Broad yeah, looked on. Broad was very on that that little spell. Uh, I hate because he got um, Uzi with the LBW and he does that. You know, he just starts celebrating. He doesn't even turn around and, and appeal. And fuck, mm. I hate it. It's the, it is so funny though when he does it and it's not out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that that one was out, and uh, and that's it's fun. that's what triggered the the little collapse of uh, of Uzi, Trav, uh, Mitch Marsh, uh, Alex Carey, Mitch Stark, uh, and then there was a, a, a good little partnership. Uh, in there between uh, Cummins and and Smith, and then Cummins and and Murphy, yes. and Harry Potter, uh, Cummins, thirty six of eighty six, good captain's knock, mm-hmm. batted for two and a half hours, um, needed it, yeah, really needed mm. it, but batted with a little bit of luck, like he got mm. bumped, a nasty bumper by Broad, and and managed to get that over Bearstow's head, and was French cutting for fours, but uh, took a good catch from Stokes, you know, doing the T Twenty juggle to dismiss him, and then what about Harry Potter? Yes, <laughs> Harry Potter can bat, <laughs> he can bat. Uh, hooking Mark Wood for six is something that our, our top three times <laughs> our top order struggled to do that mm. with the with the pace of Wood. So good on Todd Murphy, you know, twenty three year old uh, out there, you know. Sending a bloke bowl on 150k thunderbolts over over deep backward square, uh, and that 49 run partnership really important with uh, with Cummins because uh, it's been something that we haven't done as as well as England in this series is uh, is getting the uh, the tail wag, the tail wags the dog. Was that uh, the Wiggles concert a couple of weeks ago? The mm. daughter, <laughs> only one left. Uh, original that is. There is. Oh, I thought you were talking about your daughter. I was like, where the fuck are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, time? I only have one. I only have one. No, only one original wiggle. Original original wiggle. Yeah. Uh, from Wiggles chat to the bowlers <laughs> of England, uh, Chris Wokes three for sixty-one, very tidy as well as uh, Stuart Broad with his two for forty-nine, uh, and Joe Root. Mm. Shit gets wickets. Yeah, shit gets wickets sometimes. Two for twenty. A, a pretty de- deliberate plan, I thought, with that with that carry one. He, he got yeah. slog swept for six, and then he had Stokes at that sort of catching cover point, and. Um, I think that's a bit going to be an issue for Kerry because they, they targeted yeah. him for, you know, mm. he loves the reverse sweep. He loves sweeping and, you know, that was a bit of a weakness, of course, coming out of India and, yeah, they threw Root on to, you know, get Entice him to double up because I think he hit the first one before for six and then the next ball um, was well, out. Well, there was nothing wrong with his sweep shot. That was mm. the, the slog sweep, he, he fucking sent that ten rows back but uh, pretty much straight down Stokes' throat uh, the next yeah. ball. All right, England go out and uh, – have a really good second innings uh, and this one not really on us dropping catches, just 
more on England being being pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Got some starts time. and managed to convert. I think was the main thing. There was a bit of a period where I think after Stokes and Harry Book both went very quickly that maybe we could get on top of this game, but then they just kept it, came out and kept batting, and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> that, <laughs> root, damn it. Yeah, that was root, root and best, though, so, that, yeah. that partnership uh, yeah, from that the top. Massive uh, partnership. Yeah, yeah. Duckett, uh, he's, he's had a lot of these sort of starts. Uh, he, he made 42, uh, and Zach Crawley, 73. Uh, this bloke who at the start of the test, at uh, the start of the series, I wasn't too concerned about at all. You know, we mentioned before he made that big 100, he's, he was averaging 33 or 34 or something pretty useless. Um, and his intent, the way that he drives the ball has been really good, so credit to him. Uh, mm. He's probably locked down his opening position for, for quite some time mm-hmm. now, which is mm-hmm. a, a position that England have really had a bit of a carousel over the last sort of five or six years. Uh, really since, you know, the, the Cook and Strauss days, they haven't really had a, a solid opening pair and uh, and we've definitely saw that in the last Ashes down under and, and even going back to 2019 when, you know, the likes of, uh, Burns and Denley and all, all kinds of openers were, were going through it. So he finishes uh, the series with 480, uh, which for now is the most. Uh, Usman could definitely catch him with some runs here. Uh, averaging 53, striking at 89. So playing the Bazball esque. Yeah, Bazball esque. Um, well, nearly ta- all tactics of them. and. They stri- stri- yeah. all batted very high, like very positive in this. So yeah, big for for Crawley uh, and his his role as a as a mm. Test cricketer moving forward. Stokes up the order, yeah, uh, to to three after you know Moen's injury. after the adductor uh, tactics from uh, from the Aussies, <laughs> uh, and and uh, Stokes he was pretty good there with uh, with forty two, pretty handy partnership with Joe Root, and we got to talk about mm. Joe Root because he was back at it again. He was ramping sixes just looking like one of the best batsmen in the world. Yeah. And uh, was lucky that we did pick Mark Murphy. Uh, Mark Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to f- former Carlton uh, stalwart Mark Murphy. Uh, good thing that we picked Todd Murphy, yes. uh, yeah. who, who bowled a good ball uh, with a nice bit of drift and stayed low and spun. And I think there might have been a little inside edge on it, um, but uh, it castled Joe Root in the nervous 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, he got Root and Stokes in this. So. Yeah, big wickets. Yeah, big, yeah. Wickets. big wickets. Besto, uh, he's he's hot or he's cold. He's yes or he's no. He's Katy Perry, isn't he? Uh, not, probably not as good looking. He's uh, <laughs> he made seventy eight. Um, he he again was looking pretty good. He just wanted to hit everything um, to the mm-hmm. to the ropes uh, and got uh, schnicked up, uh, flashing outside off off Starkey. And then uh, we for once didn't really allow too much of a of a tail wag uh, with with Wokes and Wood going reasonably um, mm. cheaply and uh, and Todd Murphy finishing with three for 110. Who got that last wicket? Murphy. Uh, Murphy, so four for 110. Murphy finishes with, so six wickets in the in the test, good for him. Uh, Starkey also with a four for. Yeah, give Mo and Ali yeah. a bit of credit for facing 38 rocks with uh, no legs underneath him. So, mm. um, yeah, doing a bit of a Nathan line going out there. I don't think, well, again, he's not going to bowl on this. I don't think he's going to feature at all in the rest of this test match and, uh, unless uh, some magic recovery between now and then, but yeah. Uh, so what we have? We had Stuart Broad get out in the last one, or was it? No, it was Jimmy Anderson. Who was the last week? Anderson uh, was Anderson lost. Yep. So Stuart Broad uh, not know, out, not out. Um, but then let's talk about Stuart Broad. Yeah, it leads into announcing mm-hmm. his retirement, and uh, do we have to talk nicely about it? 
<laughs> 600 plus wickets Yeah I'll That's give it, it I'll give a bit of credit Where, yeah. where credit's true yeah. the, And him And we'll get to Anderson In, in just a mm. second That's The most prolific Bowling partnership Of, of all time really yeah. Yeah. Uh, The yeah. longevity Over runs The longevity them? of both 1200 runs between Both them. of them Has been insane Obviously we've spoken Ad nauseum about You know The, the battle with Warner And his, his real mm. dominance Over David Warner and, and how much that Sets the tone Of, of these Ashes yeah. series because uh, he didn't, in he didn't get him years. in the first innings, he won't break the record, which I think is held between Glenn McGrath and someone. Yeah, uh, interesting. That's that's. He had he got him eighteen times or nineteen times? Well, yeah. even, though, even if he gets him here, it'll be nineteen, but it won't break the record. I don't know if those numbers are correct, no, but it's, 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 it's in that ballpark. So, yeah. Yes. Anyways, uh, Jimmy can fact check. <laughs> that's a hard one. Too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if you figure that one out, you should be able to find that out. What uh, are you looking for? You're looking for Massive batsman players. dismissed. Most times by one bowler oh, or something yeah. like that. Right. Uh, so yeah, he's announced that he'll be retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, England don't play Test cricket for at least six months until mm-hmm. they they play India. Yeah. Yep. So he's hanging up the hanging up the boots, and it makes you sort of wonder: Does Jimmy Anderson join him? He's older. His body's been through a little bit more. It's quite interesting because I heard um, with Wokes as well. Wokes is not planning to bowl outside of England too, so he's going to like pick and choose here when he plays for for England. Um, so he's not going to. Since travel, so it'd be a big kind of turnover in their um, back end of their team. And I think I said that a couple of weeks ago, where most of the team's pretty old as well, getting up there mm. um, in ages. So yeah, it's uh, you know they've got some of need some of those young fellows come back through, and um, the old guys are probably getting pretty close. So Jimmy's probably getting to the back end. Yeah. Uh, we'll just follow up that. Yeah, that's yeah. that there. Go for it, Jimmy. It, well, it's that man that's in the commentary box right now, Mike Atherton. Uh, he was Glenn McGrath's bunny, and it was yeah. nine, 19 times, correct there on that go. number. But 17 is the amount of times that Broad's got Warner. So, yeah. like, so he could get 18 if he gets him he here. He can't. But yeah. he can't break the record. Correct. Correct. Which is a good thing for us. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Look at the other names on that. Uh, Bedza and Morris, that's mm. a long time ago. Currently Ambrose, Mike Atherton, yeah. Courtney Walsh, Mike <laughs> Atherton. Oh, Mike Atherton. 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 He just bunny. batted for ages. And, yeah. <laughs> Poor fella, though. Like, look at like McGrath, Ambrose, Walsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty handy. Yeah. And that's a good little segue. Ambrose into, got war as well. Well, this is a good little segue into... The, the next discussion, which is that Ben Stokes called Jimmy Anderson the greatest fast bowler to ever play the game. Now, yeah. obviously, <laughs> Depends team, on what team, teammates want to pump up each other's tyres, yep. but it yeah. sparked a little bit of debate amongst us mm. this week and, mm. and it's yeah. not clear-cut fast bowlers who no. the GOAT is. It's not no. like Don Bradman, GOAT, Shane mm. Warne, GOAT. You can't even... Um, you know, it's just Shane Warne. There's no other spinners. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's just that's just the discussion. legit legal spinners. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Saudis coming for us at the start of the show. That, that's all of Sri Lanka too. <laughs> uh, but it, it it led us into uh, a bit of discussion and and who your your fast bowling goat mm-hmm. is and what's the mm. what's the criteria. Yep. So if it's longevity, obviously. Jimmy yeah. Anderson, most runs, most your, wickets, six hundred and ninety wickets to, to play one hundred eighty three Test matches as a fast bowler is obscene, uh, and twenty six is a is a pretty handy average. But my point was he's never done it against us, no. uh, not consistently. Mm. A few Ashes he's had the better of us, but it's really been Stuart Broad that's mm. that's been the real thorn in our side. And uh, England play a fuckload of cricket, Test cricket as well. Correct, and, you know, not a. Not all of that's based on the say the big four, big five, whatever you want to call them. Like they do play a, a lot of cricket. 
So through 39 mm. tests against Australia, Jimmy Anderson averages 35 and strikes at 72. There's hardly goat kind of numbers. Uh, I don't have, uh, you know, Ambrose or Walsh or, or someone that really had the better of us in well, the, the, the in the 70s, you know, yeah, there was getting heap, the West Indies. Heap, there's heaps of uh, fast – because I was looking at it, There's heaps of fast bowls where averages, you know, 20s or low 20s mm-hmm. as, as well. Um, so his average at 26 would be higher on that end. It's still, um, it's still, it's still good, good. It's still a good – But it's not the best is what we're no, getting at. And it's, so, not, it's not the best against the best, yes. I think, is yeah. is is possibly more, more pertinent. Uh, and then I think you, you saying Richard Hadley is a, that's a pretty good shout because okay, uh, I was I was looking at uh, you know trying to find lots of wickets uh, low average mm-hmm. and then I think the the big thing that stood out for me was the most uh, five wicket hauls in an innings and the most uh, ten, 10 wicket matches, matches. Uh, and he had both of those for a fast bowler it was the top and he was the first fast bowler to four hundred wickets as well um, that I found out so I was just like. That's pretty close up there, and he's average of twenty two. Also, pretty fucking good. Strikes at fifty. Yeah, so four hundred and thirty one Test wickets mm. uh, across the seventeen. Half the amount of half the Tests, tests isn't that, it? That Less Jimmy than played, half. So, so, had he been given the opportunity yeah. that a modern cricketer gets, yeah, that's right. He definitely would have been on track. Uh, for mine, mm. biased. I loved watching him growing up, but it's, it has to be, yeah, for me, it's Glenn McGrath. Uh, that finished his career with an average of twenty one point six four. Uh, no one is is under twenty two. Uh, that's at the, you know. No, there's at, one under twenty. Un, under twenty two in that top in the top of that list. No one. Oh, sorry. The, the top in, of the list. If you sort by uh, if you sort by it, you'll of course. One. So you got to go down to Ambrose, who yeah, yeah. who's over four hundred, but yeah, yeah, at, at twenty point nine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ambrose again, a, a yeah, exactly. pretty pretty good shout. Four hundred and five poles at, mm-hmm. at at twenty one. Essentially, was in Macrim just above him. Uh, I, Dale Stane, pretty good shout. Four thirty nine at at twenty three. Um, so I I think it's not cu- cut and dry. Obviously, we're biased. Obviously, Stokes is biased and wants to give his teammate yeah. a rap. I'd, I would for me, I'd have Anderson in the top ten. I don't think he's in the top five. Goats, fast bowlers. I, I think you could have a conversation for longevity to make him five. That that's that's yeah. That's the only yeah. thing for mine yeah. that that like really it, stands out. You got to give you know playing as much cricket as is a talent. Like that, oh, hundred percent. You can't discredit that. And the amount of the fact that he's also got wickets is a talent, and his average overall is still twenty six after one hundred and eighty mm. test matches. Like you, you, I'd still give give him put him in that conversation, and I'd probably say he's around five ish. Look at that, Monks. This is good on how stat. If you so you can actually change the minimum there to yeah. how many wickets. So if you set it to thirty wickets, uh, there's there's blokes from a century ago who are yeah. averaging like <laughs> eleven. Uh, yeah. But yeah, set it. If Matt, what if you set it to a hundred? Well, that guy actually has a hundred. So yeah, if you set it to a hundred, so Loman, you got to go back to he had hundred and twelve <laughs> wickets uh, in the nineteenth century. Uh, Sid Barnes, I think, in cricket uh, mm. chat is is is. A, a, Bit of an um, immortal, uh, but really for for modern cricketers, you got to kind of go down to Alan Davidson or or Malcolm Marshall. It, modern modern as in post World War Two. Yeah, Malcolm <laughs> Marshall, Ambrose, uh, and then yeah, if you talk to anyone, sort of our dad's era, yeah, those those yeah. West Indians of of the seventies and eighties in in Malcolm Marshall, Joel Garner, uh, Michael Holding, and the like, uh, pretty good shouts. Uh, uh, Alan Donald up there, uh, very very good um, South African. It's just. I think what we're getting at is is it's really one of the only categories in cricket where there's no clear cut and dry number one. Yeah. 
But I look at those right side ones and I look at the numbers there and I just see Hadley jumping out there mm. for me um, yeah, in that in that space. So. so you're going Hadley, goat, fast bowler. Yeah. I'm going McGrath. Max, you got one? No. <laughs> Dennis Lilly we haven't even mentioned either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, if you talk to any Aussies that, that were out in the yeah. 70s, uh, that's, that's my – He be, might have been the fast be the bowler of all time. But that's that's, uh, that's Jeff Thompson you're thinking of. Oh, Jeff Thompson. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, allegedly could bowl 160. It's easiest. But also, you know. We speak on technology. Well, also our fathers used to walk, you know, 100 miles of school uphill both ways. <laughs> yeah. Work 28 hour days yeah. and all the rest of it. Carry 20 kilos of bricks in their bags. That's right. That's it. Uh, thank you, Chaos Legion. Uh, loving the content. Uh, views on Warner keeping his spot in the Aussie side, given his piss poor performance of late. Uh, the, the chat in the Aussie media, um, Chaos, is that – Warner's probably long overdue. Um, it, it, the time has been coming for, for quite some time. Obviously, he made that big double ton uh, and, on Boxing uh, Boxing Day, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Boxing Day, yeah. uh, right at the end of last year. And if you take that out of you know his last 18 months of Test cricket, the, the numbers, like you say, are, are piss poor. I suppose the argument for Warner is twofold. Uh, do we have someone that's banging down the door uh, to replace him as an opening batsman? Nope. Uh, Marcus Harris has been trialled uh, multiple times and has yeah. failed to, to convert. Bancroft, uh, Bancroft and Renshaw come to mind. There's also been a lot mm. of chat about promoting Travis Head or possibly Mitch Marsh and and having mm. a bit more of a an attacking player uh, there to, to open. But it's definitely been in the in the rhetoric for for quite some time. Davey said that he wants to retire uh, after Sydney after the Sydney Test yep. to uh, you know to go out uh, at his Sydney's. home ground. Has he earned that right as a as an Australian legend? Uh, you know, one of the best Australian openers of, of all time. My feeling is yes. Um, mm. He he does really need some runs, and who knows? Maybe we're maybe we're watching the the uh, the innings <laughs> that, that David Warner will be remembered for as he Whoa. streaks one that <laughs> that just falls a lot of third slip. I guess Stuart Broad yeah. right on cue. I was going to say it may yeah. also depend on what happens here. Um, like, hey, if he gets a ton and leads Australia to winning. This game, oh, he's like, playing to Sydney. Oh, that if that's yeah, yeah if that's yeah. what he's, happens, he's coming out of retirement. But then, uh, <laughs> yeah. like we don't play much Test cricket between now and then either. So there's none. There's the World yeah. Cups, and then we play yeah. a, like our five Test series against, against, and it's against Pakistan and the West Indies. Yeah. So who gives a shit? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so yes, I think like at home. Like, I'm sorry, it's uh, our selections aren't going to be the, an issue against. Yeah. The West Indies yeah. at home. His, his average hasn't been great in the series. He's got yeah that one sixty odd. Yeah, he's had a couple of decentish scores, but he's had a lot of starts. He has, yes, he hasn't yeah. looked like he did in twenty nineteen, where he just couldn't get it off the square, and yeah. you felt like Stuart Broad was waking him up in the middle of the night in mm-hmm. his in his nightmares. And both Aussie and uh, Warner, and like this innings now that we're watching, look positive. Um, look like they're playing positive. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I could very well depend on on this game, but I think because, like you're saying, if it was say India coming to Australia, maybe a different conversation with Pakistan, West Indies. I think they'll just let him play to when he wants, and he'll retire and mm. job done. Yep, that's yep. my thought. And with a huge three hundred against the West Indies. <laughs> <laughs> but great question. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for being in the chat with us tonight. There. Final thoughts. Yeah. Do you think we can win this game? I think we can. There's plenty of time. Obviously, we're going to we're going to get a, a lot good, of time. Yeah, we're going to get a good look at it uh, whilst we're on air. We'll, we'll Jimmy, see can you most of the first weather session. report for us, please. If if we don't lose a, a wicket in this first session, there's a good chance. If we yeah. lose one, 
it's if we're one for a hundred, like I think yeah, and then I think, but I don't think we bat that quickly. And two so. or more in this first session, and I think that's done. Yeah, even with the the likes of, of Smudger and Head uh, in the, in that middle order, it's uh, like we're saying at the at the top of the the segment. Uh, Australia hasn't chased this amount of runs in the fourth innings since nineteen forty eight. So, yeah. fair bit of history to to go there. Um, the deck doesn't look unplayable by any means. It's definitely no. held, holding up pretty well. The ball doesn't seem to be hooping and miles to- either. And they've been talking about it's probably a bit better, more like strain conditions. The pitch has mm. got a bit of bounce in it um, and not variable bounce. It's just it's, it's um, a bit of a hard deck and um, so that maybe that plays well in our hands. But, yeah, it's just you just get that period of maybe a little bit overcast and the ball then starts moving around mm. and that's where one, two and three um, wickets get taken and then you're just like, damn it. Um, but they they seem to be playing a little bit positive. They've scored sixteen. Got to get three hundred eighty-four. Think big being under four hundred um, mentally. Oh yeah, I think mentally yes, and that mm. gives us a good sniff. Um, so yeah, we need these two to yeah put on fifty seventy-five ish um, with no down, and we'll take it from there. So I think they're good for weather today. What about tomorrow? What do you got there, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, it's going to be touch and go this afternoon. Um, Shocking. There's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised around, we've had three days with no rain. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Around lunchtime, there's 50% chance rain. And then, okay. yeah, overnight, there'll be rain through. Yeah. So don't don't rule out the draw. Don't rule out the draw. <laughs> it's funny as well, just before we move on to footy, uh, all the, the whinging about rain and how it ruined the ashes, et cetera. And then <laughs> no, was, England won the ashes, bro. And then, oh, yeah, in their heads. In their heads. Yeah, in their heads. Yeah. They're moral victories. That's I, all that matters. I've scored ashes tons in my head uh, when I was six in the backyard. Uh, it was interesting as well, a bit of whinging the, go, going on, yeah. yeah, Piers Morgan being one of them, uh, and then just all the old clips yeah, of Poms just saying, oh, well, rain's part of cricket, you yeah. know, that sometimes yeah. you win like that, you, you, you know. <laughs> Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand's <laughs> playing cricket again. This <laughs> <laughs> is my thoughts on, you know, on drives and metaphysics. <laughs> uh, it was just funny, a few clips going yeah. around that, that made mm. me chuckle. Oh, it was the same thing with the Bairstow dismissal as well. Like mm. it's just a whole rhetoric. And, yeah. They whinge poor me when it happens to them, but then you look back over history and you see all these videos come up, and it, would, it happens with everyone everywhere. Yeah, um, it always comes. Yeah. It always comes. <laughs> something's gonna like, clip That's something. Yeah. Something's on the Yabba. Knew I should have deleted those old tweets. <laughs> That's it. All right, let's say oh, yeah. uh, and apologies for for those that are copying a ooh or an ah. Glenn McGrath uh, throughout the the rest of the uh, the pod because we will be watching this first session live. Mm-hmm. Let's talk some rugby league. Broncos looking pretty good uh, at the mm. Gabba. Uh, obviously, a few venue changes because of the Women's World Cup. Reese Walsh back. Reese Walsh comes back mm-hmm. after his spray. Uh, not at the referee. It was uh, at at Pat Thank Carrigan you. who. Had himself a game. Yeah, got off the nudie uh, for the for the season. You were saying it, after Alex Twile it was the longest streak for, mm-hmm. for not scoring a meat pie. Yeah, I think it was 74 games when Alex did his, so we've probably had six or seven games since then. So High 70s. Yeah, yeah high 70s if not 80. Um, so, yeah, breaks his drought. So I now don't know who the next one is that's on, on a drought. But we've had two drought breaks this year, so that's been pretty good. Uh, and the Broncos just look too good. They put the roosters to the sword. Mm. They did sit for a... Uh, in first for a couple of days until until Penrith played. Uh, 
Pat, outside of his meat pie, had a pretty unbelievable game. He played 80 minutes, 27 tackles, 115 run metres, four tackle busts. Uh, he's, he's looking like uh, one of the best lock forwards in the NRL. Tigers didn't play too bad uh, mm-hmm. in Tamworth on Friday night. Uh, Latrell finally returns after the, the world's longest calf strain. Uh, be close to three months that he hadn't played footy. Looked pretty good. 171 run wow. metres, 11 tackle busts. I don't think it was a single uh, calf strain. I think it was re- re-aggra- re-aggravations. Yeah. Uh, probably trying to get ready for origin as well. May have uh, definitely pushed, but, but, it, pushed it out a little bit longer. Yeah, but Latrell back and then Alex Johnson gets a hat Yeah, shock. <laughs> shock. So 12th hat trick of his career. He also uh, went past Ken, I- Ken Irvine for multiple yep. uh, multiple uh, try games. Uh, and he's 184 now, which means he's six behind Billy. So your chat sort of mid- Still shitting it in. Mid-season said he was going to shit it in this year. Uh, mm. reminder, if the back, yep. And reminder, they play, they do finish with the Dragons. So uh, it'll be, <laughs> be interesting to see uh, how many he can get in the, in the last month and a bit of footy. Uh, and the Tigers really played pretty well until the last 10 minutes and uh, and it was a bit one-way traffic there for, for mm. South. Uh, did you guys see Luke Brooks kick the ball backwards for a... <laughs> 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 he yeah, did find touch. He found, found touch. At he least found he touch. found touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a win, bro. There's a win. <laughs> a bit of, bit of win. Poor, poor Brooks. He, he was like one of your golf shots, bro. <laughs> hit it backwards. <laughs> I, I don't think I've hit... No, no. Uh, if I've it was hit, a slice. No, like, I've hit trees and it gone backwards before. <laughs> yeah. that, definitely, that is definitely true. Yeah, if it was one of my golf shots, it would have come right off the side of the boot and yeah. done a 45-degree fade out, <laughs> yeah. out to the sideline. Mind you, I always get them out of bounds in golf, so no, no, no issues there. Uh, into, into the late game on Friday, the Storm way too good for Parramatta. Uh, 25 years uh, for the club, so that must be from the, the date that they registered as a team. Yep, into the league. Uh, 98, I think, was their first season. So Yeah, yeah right. and uh, they had their banner and they had their strip titles on their uh, well, dis- they display, had, didn't they? They had stands for every title. So uh, And they brought out the uh, trophy in uh, English and that. They put the 2009 trophy up there. Yeah, it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? To 2012. You can do it. You just have to have, like, this is the asterisk, the big asterisk. right here, you know. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't care because the amount of shit the Brewsters and the others get away with now. <laughs> like, like, really all they did was they – They got caught. Yeah, they got caught. <laughs> and, and they're only paying – They're unlucky enough to get caught. They're yeah. only cheating the salary cap at the point, which was $3 million – uh, just so they could keep Greg Inglis in the team, mm. you know, and then of course they got caught. Greg Inglis leaves, and then they still go on to win comps. So I think with that spine, um, Bellamy kind of realised, oh, we shouldn't really need to be paying overs to these mm. blokes. We've we've got the immor- three immortals in the team. We'll be fucking fine. So mm. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, the more I think about, because I th- I think that way, because when I look at Cooper Cronk's record, I think he gets so unfortunately underdone. Um, I think he could arguably be with best halfback um, to ever play rugby league. Wow, huge shout. Yep. We can't have another GOAT discussion mm. just, just now. I know, I know. <laughs> We're probably going to chew up too much time. Yeah. But, but no. he's uh, – he, some of his stats, like outside of the Deliums, but he played 15 seasons and played in nine grand finals and won six. Like that's bananas. And where does longevity rank him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Well, he won. That was my point. He's got six rings, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm just going back to yep. Jimmy Anderson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Anderson to run it straight at Cooper Cronk. <laughs> yes. uh, where do we get to uh, amongst that triple? Uh, Jerome Hughes, uh, uh, mm. Jerome, Romy, Rome. He was very good. 171 run metres, four try assists uh, to set up uh, 
the the Melbourne Storm uh, comfortable winners. Harry Grant also very good first half double. Put forty on the eels. That's uh, sending a message after losing mm. the Knights last week. Knights have been a bit hot though. Knights have been that. hot, and that's a great little run into mm. the Knights yeah. pounding the Raiders at home, mm. twenty eight to six in uh, in that one. I didn't catch much of this. Uh, Sean, did you see much? No, I didn't. But I well, I saw it was twenty nothing at half time, and mm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do something else. Um, and uh, it seems like the Knights just kept going and. Uh, maybe didn't keep the foot down completely in the second half, but they won that game uh, handedly. Uh, and I think Ponga's probably gone yeah, to another, another, mm-hmm. another level. He's back mm. playing fullback and play, back playing his best footy. And um, I think that's really, really helped the team around him. And uh, Dom Young scored drives left, right and centre. Um, yeah, I think they're starting to push their agenda there. Tyson Frizzell signed, re-signed with them yep. during the mm. week. So I think they're in a happy spot is the way I can explain that. Yeah, Ponga, yeah. And we spoke about him last week and how good his form has been. He had mm-hmm. 200 run metres in this one, uh, a meat pie. Uh, looked looked pretty good. Uh, the Knights uh, now sit in ninth and with the Cowboys losing, which we'll get to in a second, they're only a point outside of the eight. So definitely a good smoky to, to bust into the eight the way that they've been playing. Yep. Team that won't be busting in 28s anytime soon is my St George Dragons. Uh, although they again they weren't embarrassed, they just they just don't know how to win these close games. Uh, going down 24 to 18 at Wynn Stadium, uh, it was DCE's 300th. Uh, speaking of longevity, again he's 34. He probably has a couple more seasons in him. The way that he's playing, there's only four players that have 350. Obviously the the great Cam Smith, the aforementioned Cooper Cronk. Darren Lockyer and Terry Lamb, the only sort of 80s uh, player that's that's had that kind of longevity. You're talking about Australians? Mm. No, that's uh, NRL. Oh, NRL. NRL. Yeah, so a guy like yeah. James Graham, Graham, I think, yeah, is where you, yeah, yeah, so I should clarify, this is NRL, NRL, NRL games, games. Yeah. Not, yeah. not rugby league yeah. games. Because he had 400 plus over the two leagues. Correct, correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. So where do we see DCE? If he plays two more seasons and doesn't get hurt, that's 350. Yeah, um, and mm. I, I, th- I think – Probably when he has that conversation about stepping down as Queensland captain and playing for Queensland, mm. then you'll kind of see where he's you know, dedicating himself to Manly, uh, where his career is probably coming to an end. But, yeah, like you say, I think he's got a couple of years left in him. Um, uh, and Manly seem to be liking what they're doing there with Anthony Seabold and um, see where they go to. Some great names that just didn't quite get 350. 349, Beaver. 348, Paul Gallon. 347, Corey Parker. 346, Benji Marshall. Darius played 337. Yeah, there's some some good names on that list. 300 pluses. Brad Fittler, Cliff Lyons, John Sutton, Nathan Highmarsh, E.T., Luke Lewis, J.T., Billy Slater, uh, El Masri. You know, yeah, we, we might see a few more names in the future now that they're playing more games and that planning is true, to play yeah. more games. Yeah. Of active, there's a fair few active players now in this in this list uh, with Jesse Bromwich, James Tarmour, Ben Hunt, Jared Croker. Okay. Uh, so DCE DCA joins them. Manly, uh, just a little yeah. bit too good. They dominated the middle section of the game. Uh, Zach Lomax has been pretty good last few weeks after getting yeah. dropped by by Hook for, for a couple of weeks mid-season. Had 203 run metres in this one, mm-hmm. seven tackle busters. Some chat that he might train at fullback in the off-season. I don't know what kind of message that's sending to Tyrell Sloan. Yeah, well, just, it's contract. So the, the issue with Lomax's contract, he's on fullback money. Yeah, uh, so they want him to. Yeah, so that pay, so, they want so him to when play he, the, the way that he's yeah, being paid. So when he re-signed for the Dragons, they paid him fullback money with the hope that maybe that's where he transitioned to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he was on like eight hundred k a year, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a lot more than what the the best centres in the league are getting. So mm-hmm. you know that's that's the reasoning. 
uh, yeah, if we're going to keep paying him that, um, then we want him to be um, potentially playing that position. But you, you do ask the same question uh, about what does it mean for Salome? A guy that also said, I want to leave <laughs> at the start of the year. So, yeah, yeah, good questions. But by all accounts, um, Lomax, who also said, I want it out, uh, him and Hunt seem to have reaffirmed and are going to play out their contracts is the word. So mm. uh, Flanagan's managed to keep them for now. Yeah, it's a hard one with Sloan. Uh, watching him this year, he can be absolutely electric when, he, when he's got the ball in hand. Uh, just needs to work on his defence a little bit. Is, is, is Jane Sullivan the halfback? I yeah. think they've told him that he can yeah, leave. He, he can, yeah, he's been told he can go. Because they're going to, of course, keep Van Hunt so now. So. It's looking like a complete clean out. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. All the, the list of all the salaries actually came out this this week, so I'm trying to find. Um, Dragon? No, for ev- all the NRL players. Uh, okay. So I'm trying to find the list of centres, uh, but I'm scrolling a fair bit here. Down to props. Might keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll then lead into the Panthers-Sharks game and Sharks mm. uh, maintaining their excellent form against top outsides and uh, <laughs> losing. Again, didn't even get off the bus for this one. It was 28 nothing. Uh, yep. Nathan Cleary, yeah, one-way traffic uh, to that point, Cam. Um, McInnes had to make 84 tackles, I think, in this one. Yeah, set, 80, to set, 83, I think. Yeah, to set the record. So <laughs> um, poor bugger and, yeah, um, unfortunate the Sharkies didn't show up for this one. I bet it was, it was 79 yeah. tackles, which is obscene and also breaks the record, but then they, they you know, they – Watch the tape again. Uh, they yeah, adjust. Sure they they, adjust they tacked on another four. <laughs> 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 also, probably speaks volumes. That's a tackle um, over one tackle a minute. So. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, uh, it also probably speaks volumes to the way that this game was playing. <laughs> in that he, straight up the middle. Yeah. Uh, just, I didn't find the centers list, but I do know that Manu and Holmes are, are making more than than Zach Lomax. Yes. But, but I think right. they're the only two. I th- yeah, I think, I think he's, he's, top, he's definitely top five uh, and maybe third. Uh, so. Yeah, if you're the third highest paid center in the in the game and you're getting dropped mid season by a coach that's about to get sacked, like maybe mm. we do need to get more out of Zach Lomax. Yep. So because he's when he's on, he's fucking on. Yeah, like, it's not, well, that, oh, yeah. that flick pass um, last week to to win the game against the Tigers. Who who's the guy that started at the same time as him? There, there's a connection with fuck another fullback. Uh, I'm not going to be able center to fullback. Or a We're center. talking about Cam Graham? Graham. Yeah. No. The, they both played together when they came out and one went – he went to Dragons and I feel like the other one went to Roosters. Maybe it was Joseph Manu. Um, but – and, you know, seeing – I feel like Manu's a bit older. No. Uh, Come on, your brain. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me amazing. Um, <laughs> Me thinking amazing. <laughs> uh, I'll let Jimmy see if he can chase up that story with Lomax. There was another player the same age as Lomax. They came out of the same club together. Well, they went to different areas and one of them's kind of taken the leap as a talent and they want to see Lomax kind of – you know, come at the same spot. They had a very good connection story. But, of course, I can't remember who the other player was, which ruins this whole take of the story. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Campbell Graham. I feel like it's Campbell Graham. Yeah. 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 Like, like in terms of ages, they're all, they're from different places. Like yeah. um, Lomax from Tamora and, and Campbell Graham is, I think, from Sydney. But Anyway, talk about the Bulldogs, how they <laughs> upset the Dolphins here. What, how old is Campbell Graham and, and Zach Lomax? Are they the same age? Because I, I feel like that's where your wires are getting crossed because years no, ago no. The, the chat was that Zach Lomax would be a future Origin player. And no, that, it was a fullback. It, I know it, was another, it wasn't another centre. Okay. Well, it's your story. Yeah, I'll see if I can <laughs> figure out my story. 
Uh, which game do we get up to? Dogs, Dolphins, which was today. Uh, yep. Dogs win 23-22. Didn't watch mm, much of this. Uh, Dolphins got out to an early lead and then um, uh, I think it was a sucker miss field goal lets the uh, doggies back into this. And the dogs get the win, which means the dra- they go two points ahead of the Dragons. Uh, so we had the spoon bowl last week for the Tigers probably getting the spoon and Dragons probably finishing 16th with the, with the dogs win there. And then mm. the last game of the round was uh, the Titans upsetting the Cowboys without Big Tino. Uh, Dave Fafita uh, played his ass out. He had 162 run metres, 24 tackles, 12 tackle busts and uh, mm. a strange sort of end to the to the weekend with the Cows yeah. losing this one. thought they would definitely win that, yeah, but uh, that's only just recently finished. Uh, yeah. Well, they were leading into the half and then went scoreless in the second half. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you get ages for Lomax and, and Campbell Graham? It was in under 18s in 2017. So quick maths. It's <laughs> 24. <laughs> or 23. It should say his age. Uh, 23. Yeah, 23. It's like, he's still so young. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's pretty amazing, really, that he's only 23. And Campbell Graham would be about that. How old's Campbell Graham? This, this story's going nowhere. <laughs> oh, no, no, you guys keep talking. I'm, um, I'm going down. Yeah, Campbell is 24. Yeah, so I, think, yeah. I, I feel like that's the comparison. Anyways, do you, we're, we're up to <laughs> AFL. Have you, have you found who you're after? I don't know. I'm still looking. You, you guys can talk about AFL. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about AFL? We can talk about AFL. Hit that All right, boys, round 20. Uh, we've had gather round. We've had Doug Nichols round. Now it's time for upset round. The first upset of the weekend. Da-da-da-da-da. The Carlton <laughs> Blues go out and beat the Magpies. The red hot Collingwood Magpies giving them their third loss of the season. Third yeah. biggest crowd of the season too. Nearly 87K in at the G. Uh, and a, a raucous atmosphere all evening. Uh, Carl, uh, Caleb at Marchbank returning uh, into into the Blues lineup. Uh, first game for the year. Uh, he came coming off the you know multiple knee injuries, the ACL in 2021, the lateral meniscus in 2022, and uh, didn't look out of place. 15 posies, seven marks, couple scoring involvements. Uh, he was pretty handy. George Hewitt also played his 150th, uh, his 30th for the Blue Baggers, but the the night belonged to uh, the incumbent Coleman medalist and uh, barring an injury, uh, the back-to-back Coleman medalist. Charlie Kerno, he boots six goals straight. He gets the best on ground. The Richard Pratt medal gives him 67 for the season. Could go – well, should go past 80, you'd think, four rounds to go. Uh, Sort of been in the in the uh, zeitgeist recently the uh, the the death of the true full forward and you know what made Buddy's mm. thousand goals so spectacular is that it's unlikely to be done again yada 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 <laughs> uh, but Charlie uh, definitely could give the the mid eighties a, a nudge this season uh, Josh Kenny had yeah. eighty in two thousand sixteen and then you got to go back to Fev in two thousand nine for for more than eighty so uh, he had mm. eighty six so maybe uh, you know. Carlton player to Carlton player, uh, only 14 years apart. Yeah. Uh, only bad news really for Carlton was uh, Adam Chera getting subbed off, hamstring tightness. I don't know if we've got an update on 
Could you actually just chase that up? Yeah, uh, Adam Chera. Uh, he was looking pretty good. He had 20 posies before going down in the third quarter. Uh, just played better than than Collingwood in all facets. Ke- yeah. Kicking straight obviously helps well, yeah. uh, a big time. Collingwood were playing like Carlton. Yeah, it was that kind of re- <laughs> yeah. bit of role reversal, wasn't it? And uh, and sweet sweet revenge for that round 23 matchup last year where. The, uh, the Magpies ended Carlton's season uh, by winning by a point uh, and you know, famously missing the, the finals. So a good little bit of uh, revenge there for the Blue Baggers. The, uh, the flag is chat. He's back in. Uh, you bought your grand final tickets yet? Yeah, there was a bit of chat yeah, <laughs> yesterday with a, a, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Jaffa, if you're listening. Uh, you know, it was that, you know, the first thing he said to me was, oh, I just bought my plane tickets. Uh, <laughs> have you bought yours? <laughs> uh, for, for grand final weekend. Uh, they catapult up the ladder. They did get to fifth, but I think they're sitting seventh at the end of the round. $12 to win the whole thing. And uh, they've won six in a row. They've scored the most points in that six-game period, which had been their, their issue really yep. previously. And they've beaten number one and number two in, yep. that, in that streak. So yep. I think if we went back about a month when we're thinking, oh, can Carlton even make the eight? Uh, and we were looking at this upcoming schedule and I said, they, they have to beat at least Port or Collingwood mm-hmm. to have a, have a sniff. Mm-hmm. Well, they've gone out and beaten both of them. them. Yeah. Including the Magpies at the G and mm-hmm. Port at Adelaide Oval. Plus they've beaten everyone else that they needed to beat. So, yeah, they're definitely in the conversation. Uh, I wouldn't rule them out. I mean, we've talked about it. they had an excellent list and they were probably playing unders for most of the season. But uh, the last month and a half has been exactly what we thought they could be. Uh, and a quick um, correction. Uh, they beat Port at Marvel. At Marvel. I got confused because uh, they had, had a uh, win against West Coast, which I thought might have been away, but they've all been in Melbourne. So have, not having to travel heaps over the last few weeks probably helped a bit too. Uh, yeah, we'll see. See. It would be very Carlton-esque now to lose a few games at that should but <laughs> we'll see what happens. It definitely the morale is high uh, on Ligon Street. Cats. Uh, lose the Yeah, Dockers. they lose the Dockers. They keep the um, – the Dockers keep their very, 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 very slim finals hopes alive. It's the old, there is a chance, but it's they'd have to win out and <laughs> yeah. need a bunch of teams to lose. Uh, but in this game, uh, Brayshaw pretty good, Luke Ryan pretty good, Tom Stewart good in a losing effort. Uh, I thought the Catters would win this quite comfortably. Yep, I agree. Uh, so and they were at home, weren't they? As that, well. This was at Cardinia Park. This was at, oh, I should say, at GMHBA Stadium. So... Mm. Uh, a little bit of a concern, uh, you know. Last year we were speaking about are they too old and too slow, and does the um, you know the taxing nature of an AFL season uh, is it taking its toll on on older legs? Uh, I didn't didn't see any of this. Just where, saw, where, saw the highlights. Where are they currently sitting in the ladder? Because they started slow. They really they finished they finished the round in ninth, but ninth. I think they started the round in fifth or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty tight middle pack there outside the top four. So. Um, yeah, they've. That's why I thought they'd be. They've they started slow, really picked their game up, kind of fought their way into the top eight, and now had a f- few back to back and slide slide out the back of the eight. How's but that? still there and thereabouts. How's that double whammy too? So yeah. uh, hammies yeah. to Mark Blitzavs and Tom Hawkins. So that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. losing to a team that they shouldn't lose to. Yeah. Lose. Two of their Best. top five players yeah. and um, drop out of the eight all in in one round. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully, yeah, they're not out for too long, but that's not not great for them. That's an interesting stat. One of only five cats to play all nineteen games to date. So yeah, they've been 
turning them over, it sounds like. They've got a few injuries there in Geelong. The upsets uh, continue. The dogs go down to the, the red-hot giants, or the orange-hot, I suppose you could say, Kelly Underwood. <laughs> um, so they they win this game by five points, really dampened Bailey Smith's 100th. They were down 46 to 17 at the half, so five goals they were down and, uh, and, and just – Chased him down. Toby Green booted five. He goes to 49 on the season. He's only behind Charlie Curnow and Tex Walker. So pretty impressive for a small forward to, to be up there in uh, in the in Coleman contention, sort of. Uh, and uh, the Giants, they, they finished the round in sixth. They, they haven't lost for over a month, so they're looking very, very good. Another good bloke. We speak about him every week, but uh, he's the All-Australian Ruckman um, and has really... Uh, just gone to another level mm-hmm. with his play this year in uh, in Tim Johnny English. Um, his impressive form continues. Twenty five disposals. I know we always talk about it, but Ruckman that are out there getting twenty five is pretty impressive. Eight marks, five goals, thirty three hitouts, two. Uh, I said five goals, two goals, five tackles. tackles. Yeah. yeah, caught myself there. Uh, really impressive. If Ruckman's getting twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> really, he's really. booting him from the square. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's two seasons worth of goals for me playing park footy. Um, so, yeah, Doggies, they uh, they down to eighth and yep. uh, pretty lucky that, that Geelong lost, really. Mm-hmm. In the firing line. Mm-hmm. Keeps rolling through. Mm-hmm. Spooky yep. Saturday. Uh, the Suns uh, really dominant against the, against the Lions. 41-point uh, winners there in the Q clash. Uh, good story, this one, of Sam Collins getting to his – Hundredth game. It's a long way to the top in professional sports. Do, 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 do. Not my best work. <laughs> 2015, he gets drafted by Frio. He only plays 14 games in two seasons and gets delisted. Not many AFL players make it back to the AFL after being delisted. Um, he goes out to Werribee and wins a BNF for him in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Suns pick him up. Pretty quickly elevated through their ranks into the leadership group. Uh, 2020 wins their, their club champion. He signed on uh, for a four-year contract in 2021. So he's got another two years left on that. And uh, and last week he had uh, 10 intercept marks, which is a, a tight AFL record. So congrats on getting to 100 AFL games. Uh, you know, we see see a lot of players that do this by the time that they're, they're 21, 22 these days, which which is pretty incredible. But sometimes people have, have got to go the long way and uh, you love to see see a bloke in his, uh, in his yeah, later 20s, uh, you know, not giving up on it and, uh, and going out and, and being part of a, a really big win. Uh, here mm. against the Lions. Uh, you didn't catch much of this. You caught highlights. Yeah, the, the fam were all at it and by all accounts played pretty dreadful uh, for the Lions. But they seem to do this, the Lions. They, yeah, they lose, play, ma- lose the games that they shouldn't. They'll play like generally three, in Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> which is also true. Yeah, they, they generally play like three really tough, you know, really good football games and then they have an absolute stinker like this one. Um, I saw Jared got a, a bit of a headlock and got tossed to the ground. Uh, uh, was the big story, I guess, the big visuals out of this game. But Jared Berry's talking about it. Yes, yes. First name basis. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looking at the, the numbers as well, they, they had plenty of ball in, in Dunkley and, and McLuggage. Uh, I think kicking was a bit of an issue. Seven goals, 13 to 15 goals, six. So yeah. it was only 21 scoring shots to 20. So, you know, as we are talking about with Carlton before, if you, you can't kick straight, you don't tend to win many football games. A uh, bloke that did mm. kick straight, Ben King. Uh, he had five straight. Uh, big, big game for him there. Uh, so the Suns, uh, much like sort of Frio, 
although they're four points ahead of Frio, are still technically can make the eight. Uh, definitely didn't do themselves any uh, harm by, by winning this one convincingly. Uh, but uh, highly unlikely they'd need a, uh, essentially to win out. Yeah, yes. Uh, that gets us into the Bombers and Swans. Mm-hmm. Mark's yes. a bit of a heartbreaker for the Bombers in this one. Two-point yeah. loss to the Bloods in an entertaining uh, game of footy uh, and Cal Mills uh, 150th. Did you catch yep. much of this? No, I made the mistake of watching Dragons first and just mm-hmm. couldn't handle <laughs> any, couldn't any, more, any more heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, by all accounts, um, Bombers sort of kept it even up to, into the half and then Swans uh, got that third quarter lead and mm. almost clawed it back for the win. But, um, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get the, the bickies there. Um, it's pretty unusual that you have two of your, your key forwards kick out and kick five and mm. four in, in Langford and Wright and, and still lose the game. Uh, yes, Swanee's in a, in a nail bite. I only saw the... the, the the brief highlights uh, this morning in the in the sports package yeah. uh, on KO. Uh, Joel uh, Amadi uh, kicked four. Sam Wicks kicked three. Uh, and in terms of uh, major ball getters, Errol Gordon, fuck, he's good. He had uh, 24 <laughs> kicks, if you don't mind, 13 handballs for 37 posies, 10 marks, four tackles, and a sausage roll to go with it. He's mm. a shout to be an All-Australian this year, which is – Pretty wild considering he's, what, 20? 20, yeah. I suppose it's yeah. a 20-year-old in Nick Dacos is going pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, Swan's it. currently sitting in 10th, equal there with John, yep. Cats and the Tigers. They're all in the, the big log jam. Let's, yeah, yeah, we'll have a good look at that log jam, I think, at the at the end of this yep. segment because it's, yeah. it's, it's really from from about 5th to 14th, It's uh, mm-hmm. there's not much that separate mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just briefly back to Nick Dacos as well. Uh, probably... Get the three? Did, well, no. Nah, well, it'd be Kerno with the three. And then I don't think he would have got two. Or two. He maybe maybe got one. So Brownlow race is... Doesn't uh, matter. Uh, <laughs> good question. Good. Is he that far in front? Good question. Well, the only sort of people that were in... Jimmy, chase the odds for us. Were in. Yeah. That's a good, uh, I, good did, no, I did say... I, I checked it this morning. He'd, he'd blown out 10 cents. <laughs> all right, he's all good. He's all good. Sorry, he went from a dollar sixty to a dollar seventy. It's it's still the same. It's yeah. he needs to get suspended or injured. I think to, yeah. to not win it. Uh, but but it was interesting that that he wasn't completely dominant uh, in the in the game on Friday night. Well, which is probably you know again go back to a good point for for Gunton to do the job on him mm. and the, you know a big reason why the pies uh, probably struggled in that one. Well, and a saving grace for him as well is that the Crom go out and mm-hmm. convincingly win Showdown Fifty Four, uh, which means they're two and zero against the against the Power yeah. this year. Which and Port have lost what three straight now? Uh, they lost to Carlton. They lost. Jimmy's got it in front of him. Tell me, is it three straight? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So after winning, thir- yeah, thirteen in a row. Mm. In Rough fact, month. Uh, the, well, the the. They lost in round three in that mm-hmm. in that showdown to the Crom, mm-hmm. and then they won thirteen in a row there. Yep. And now they've they've gone cold again. So, yeah, uh, a bit of a bit of a dampener for. And it was Connor Rosie's hundredth game as well. Mm-hmm. So a few milestone games uh, for for Rosie and Smith and their their teams not going out and and performing the the way they would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crows were dominant in this one. It's been a pretty unusual season for them in that they, they started pretty well and they've, d- they've done the opposite of, of Port, you know, went missing in the middle of the year and, and so it's, yeah. looked okay Is that okay seven recently. goals there for Tex? 
Uh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, he booted seven. So he, he had himself an absolute night after kicking. He's not old. Kicking ten, you know, a month ago. <laughs> Two years ago, they wouldn't even retire. Like. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Mm. Uh, speaking of really, really good, Jordan Dawson, uh, 30, 34 posies in the game, seven marks, five tackles. Could have had himself three goals, but he uh, he sprayed a couple. So power, I think everyone maybe have them in the Dave Grohl box now after after losing three. Three in a row, uh, they they were looking like you know one of the best teams in the AFL a month ago, and and now big time uh, pretender vibes mm. for them. Or are they just I mean, getting their losses out of the yeah. way before September? That's Who knows? It. Those three were against the Blues, uh, the Pies, and um, the, cr- the mighty Crom. So. <laughs> the might of the Crom. So two two top of the table, up and down, and it's a showdown. You know yeah. they're going to lift yeah. when yeah. there's fifty thousand in there at Adelaide yeah. Oval, and they're playing their their most fierce rivals. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, an interesting one in, in that port have really dropped off the last few weeks. Quickly roll through Sunday. Uh, Saints uh, booted nine goals in the first quarter. You don't tend Job to lose too, too many games uh, when you do that. Uh, they they kicked nice and straight to 19-8-1-22 to the Hawks, who uh, weren't overly disappointing uh, in, in their showing their a brave effort uh, from them. Uh, Brad Crouch... Uh, the best on ground, definitely, uh, with 32 and 3. Uh, into the Tigers going down to the Ds. This one was pretty much even at three-quarter time, wasn't it? And then yep. the, the Ds mm. pulled ahead. No, out of the water in the fourth. No Brody Gundy again for Melbourne. So Actually, check it for me, Jimmy. How many points did they score in the fourth quarter, those Tigers? They must have run home uh, pretty convincingly. I, I don't think they scored much, uh, if any. Not many, if any. Not many. If any. Two goals is all they scored in the fourth quarter. Two. How many did? Six. Six. Six, six, six goals. Yeah, <laughs> six goals too. So yeah. Dee's really ran home with it. And you see that out of good teams, they, they can definitely uh, put it on in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, very big um, news in this one with Harrison Petty, who often plays back uh, going mm-hmm. forward, kicking six goals straight in that one. So going to be interesting. Uh, you know, selection-wise, they were trying to sort of Turn Brody mm. Grundy into into a bit of a, a forward, and with him being admitted last few weeks, uh, Bryce Petty goes bang today, and uh, and we'll see what what happens with them moving forward. Uh, Melksham and Van Ruin uh, getting four apiece each as well. Mm. Didn't need to say each then; that was redundant. Uh, toilet bowl and the toilet bowl. <laughs> we had the toilet bowl last week in the league with the the Dragons emerging victorious. Uh, the West Coast Eagles are flying high <laughs> with their second win of the season. They win mm. by five points and Very they close. nearly, uh, sh- le- you know, left the game at three-quarter time. In, the, in this one, they kicked a point yep. in the fourth quarter and yep. were able to just hang on uh, in this one. Home field uh, advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd say that. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, North's uh, percentage is way better than West Coast, 67 yes. versus 50. So despite West Coast winning this game, be unlikely mm. that, you know, in with only a few games remaining that those percentages would shift. Yeah, one of those so uh, they need to win again to, yeah, one to, of the, to who, not get who, a spoon. Exactly. And so they, I don't like well, we don't like their chances. They play bombers, they play uh there's a, a, a um, derby game against Frio and they play Western Bulldogs. So mm. pretty tall order there. Yeah. Kangas have moving backwards, they've got Tigers in the last round, Bombers as well, and Ds. Yeah. Good for the Bombers. Yes. You know, sitting yeah. outside the eight and they play seven, 17 and 18 moving forward. <laughs> That's yep. maybe not the best run into the uh, finals for them, though. 
Yeah, but you'd rather be there, wouldn't you? True, true. You'd rather, you'd rather be there. On. You'd rather be there and then lose a finals game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, well, keep it's better to be right. in the finals to then lose a finals game. Yeah. Yes, coming yes. from the bloke who's a Carlton fan. <laughs> 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 All right, let's look at that table. So, despite going down to uh, the Blues on Friday night, Collingwood still have an eight-point buffer mm. in first. They've only lost mm. three games. Uh, they're on sixty-four points. The minor premiership is all but theirs. Yep. Into Port, who uh, a bit disappointing, um, you know, over the last uh, month of footy. Got Cats uh, next. Yeah, uh, that'll be that'll be a big one. Mm, uh, Fifty-six points. Lions <laughs> D's. That is the top four. You'd think mm-hmm. um, both Brisbane and Melbourne uh, on f- on fifty-two. And then the log jam. The log jam mm. uh, of about half the league, essentially, uh, yep. <laughs> separated by two games. So St Kilda GWS forty-four points. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. five and six. Carlton forty-two points. So that opening night draw yep. is the only thing that keeps them back from those other two teams. Mm. Uh, Doggies, 40 points. Um, and then we've got Geelong, Sydney, Richmond, 38. And then Adelaide, Essendon, Gold Coast, 36. So Frio, yeah, mathematically. Mathematically, but I, I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think put a line through And they've them. got lines and, next as well. And even even those three teams on 36, you'd need a lot to go right yes. uh, for, for the Crows, the Bombers like, like, and like the, the Suns. Yeah. But like we said, yeah, the Bombers play 17 and 18. So as long as they can... Beat those those teams. Who's uh, who else do they play sandwiched in between it? They, I oh know it's that's so the next two weeks, so and then they play weeks. GWS, who's mm. going to be there or thereabouts. So, so yeah. that's actually a huge one in round twenty three for the Bombers, provided they don't, uh, uh, you know, shit the bed against one of those uh, lowly teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Who else would be interesting to look at? Maybe Geelong and Sydney's run home there. Uh, mm. I'll get you Geelong. So. Uh, we've, Port Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, we, we, mentioned, we mentioned Port Adelaide, no. then, Sin- Col- then Collingwood, <laughs> then St Kilda. So that's tough. a tough, tough run. For, Sydney for Sydney have, have a local derby there against – Yeah, Battle um, of the Bridge next yep, week yep. against the Giants, into the Gold Coast Suns, into the Adelaide Crows. So well, maybe an very winnable – we have winnable games there for the Swans. Same for the Crows. That's a massive – that Battle of the Bridge next week, yeah. with the Giants yeah. in the form they've been playing. Well, looking at the Giants as well, so after that they've got Port. Then they've got the Bombers, as we mentioned before, and then they've got Carlton as well, mm. final round. So that's that's not the easiest run home for them. What's Carlton's run home? Carlton have St Kilda. Yep, tough. They have Melbourne. Ooh, tough. And they have Gold Coast. And mm. then GWS. So... <laughs> three of those teams are ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, there's no easy run for anyone. It's, no. it's going to be a white-hot August um, mm. for, for footy fans. And, uh, yeah, essentially from, from 5 to 14, there's no guarantee that you you are or uh, are not playing finals. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's it. It's really interesting as well because in that logjam as well, it's a few teams are playing against each other as well. So yeah, that so makes it very important yeah, games. Almost like eight-point games. Those yeah, ones, that's it. The big thing that stands out there, isn't it, is those those winning streaks of the Giants and the Blues. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, that'll be a wrap for footy. Let's go into the world yeah. game, the, the round ball. Before you get to that, update on the cricket. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. great start from Australia. Yeah, up to 51 runs. Uh, interesting moment, Ali, into the attack after mm. nine overs. One, he's come off the bench um, with, the, with the groin strain mm-hmm. and his – uh, out here bowling. They just showed some highlights from Todd Murphy um, overnight and he had some significant turns. So definitely some rough there. So mm. there's something there for 
for the bowlers and it looks like they're going to expect him to bowl a fair bit because I think they, yeah, there's a bit in the pitch. Um, so he came off on nine and I think Wokes came on after six. So Broad and Jimmy Anderson only Pretty bowled the spells. first. Yeah, very short, which is interesting in, in stark well. contrast because they've been bowling long spells where yeah. they do like ten overs. So mm. Mm, I wonder if they're already starting to fish for ideas considering 50-odd partnership already up. Um or, yeah, we'll have to see, have well, to see. With Davey as well on the mental side of things, the bloke's got out 17 times. And he bowls you, only three overs. You see yet? him off for three overs and get, you know, yeah, one of the world's most ordinary spinners, oh, in my <laughs> opinion. Well, they got Wokes on. Wokes actually looked pretty yeah. pretty deadly. They were, he Wokes was missing and, the bat Wokes a fair and bit. Wood. But, but that's got to be a decision for based mm. on, the, on the deck. And we did see a few of those ones uh, at the end of, uh, of Murphy's spell yesterday. Yeah, they showed the Joe Root one. It stayed, it drifted and stayed yeah, low, low, low. Yeah, so a little bit of inconsistency. Uh, there, there, there is some stuff there for the spinners, and uh, I guess. And then just brought Stuart Broad back on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is interesting. There, the um, Karate Kid. Well, I think that's probably because Wokes had bowled five at that point. So what's Wood doing? Wood hasn't bowled yet, has he? No, he has not. No. Interesting. Mm. All right, let's yeah, talk yeah. Uh, some some round ball. See. The poor Tillies, uh, other than going head to head with the Australian cricket team uh, for for viewership mm-hmm. on Thursday night, they they lost. They they lose yeah. to Nigeria. Uh, we ranked a lot lot higher than Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no Sam Kerr again was a was mm-hmm. a big talking point. It was a sold out game, and they they conceded a few goals and couldn't. Chase them back. Uh, we it was three one really until that that real consolation goal yeah. uh, right yeah. right at the death from Alana Kennedy, uh, and they've it means we we have to beat Canada really. Yep. Uh, we beat Canada. We're in, which is which yep. is good. It's because Ireland have lost both of their games. Uh, that's it's mm. as simple as that. We win and we're in. We don't have to worry about uh, points differences and and, and draws and, and things. Go, yeah, yeah. Uh, goals difference. I should say, draw will make it really interesting. Um, so I think we're done. draw no well if Ireland beat Nigeria yes we need oh yeah so we'd need so we'd be mm. you know getting all our our lucky charms out and four leaf clovers and all the rest of it <laughs> and cheering on the Irish <laughs> who haven't looked bad really yeah. in, in this they defend pretty well mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. game also happens simultaneously mm-hmm. so they can't they won't know well they will know but it'll be happening live yeah. you know they'll be getting yeah. messages run out yeah, to so how the yeah. Irish are going. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, if Ireland go up one nil early on, does the message go out to park the bus? I don't like that as a strategy. No. Uh, Got to win. Yeah, I mm, feel like it. you have to. Canada are really, really good in women's football. I'll get you yeah. a ranking in just a second. Um, obviously, home field advantage hasn't been huge for us because we were really quite sloppy in that Ireland mm-hmm. game, and you know, it was really only the penalty that that separated yeah. us. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, it's gonna gonna be a, a massive, massive night. Uh, is that when? seventh there? Thirty first. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Jeez, that's a quick, yeah, quick turnaround. Mm. So yeah, playing mm. against the the seventh ranked team, where we're ranked tenth. So uh, well, you, you good talk- for viewership as well, yeah. like for sort of general sports fans mm-hmm. and like a, like yeah. ourselves, where where there's been a bit of. Uh, Overlap, the cricket yeah. could still be on. Uh, <laughs> Fingers or, crossed. Or probably should, it really should still be going. Um, so, so there'll be a bit of that con- to yeah. contend with. But it's mm. a Monday night, and I like that from the 
from the organisers as well. There's not going to be any local footy clash. There's nothing. Yeah, there's not, there, there's no mon- Monday night um, football, obviously, anymore. So yeah. there's no league. There's no Aussie rules to contend with. There's no Bledisloe Cup no to contend rugby, with. Yeah. They're, they're just going to get the run of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So expect a huge crowd in there and a massive TV viewership. So you spoke about Lucky Chance before, and Jimmy, can you chase it and confirm for me? But I'm pretty sure I saw uh, yesterday that Sam Kerr has been confirmed officially fit. Uh, ready, ready to go. So uh, mm. that would be huge for us because um, one of the best players in the world. Well, yeah, could be the best player in the world, yep. and uh, yeah, it would be massive to have her on his side. Uh, you've got the story there. Has he has he confirmed it, Big uh, Gustafsson? Um, That's how old your story was. It's from today. It's from today. I think he's, he's, he's tight lipped, is he? Yeah. The headline was KG. Cagey, um, like a tiger, so, yeah. Tony. Tony the tiger. Not wanting to give too much away, um, but I think by all accounts, even like a few weeks ago, she well, would have been ready to play around about now. So yeah, Sam Kerr's quote from yesterday: "I'm definitely back for the next game." Oh, that's from the horse's yep. mouth, mate. I'd say, uh, you know, it's a it's a calf strain. Yeah, you, it's a risk for doing more more damage mm. to your calf and missing. Gl- Games, but this is this is like a finals game well, now, it's, isn't yeah, it? It's do or die. We it's really, to make really sure do or die. Yeah. So uh, yeah. tune in and, and get around the Tillies tomorrow night as uh, as they play essentially their first knockout game uh, against against Canada. Yeah. So that mm. the second half of that quote uh, was, uh, but I'm not sure what my usage will be. So mm. you know, whether that's mm. a thirty minute you know, power sesh, come on, uh, try to yeah. try to impact player. Yeah, impact player, score a goal late, kind of thing. Well. We will find out tomorrow. They're pl- big things. Playing a bit of mind games, perhaps. There was a bit of that chat as well for, <laughs> for the game against Ireland about how the team knew for a while and, uh, mm. you know, maybe catfished a few uh, few more fans through the gate uh, by not, not saying <laughs> that Kerr was unavailable. We'll just briefly run through the, the second round uh, groups uh, mm-hmm. and, and how the, the other groups are looking. New Zealand, unfortunately, Ooh. lost uh, our, our Kiwi sisters uh, in front of 32,000 at Wellington mm. to the Philippines. Uh, I was looking at this Filipino team. Nearly all of them are Filipino-Americans or Filipino-Australians, which is interesting. Uh, the rules around citizenship a little bit sort of... Uh, relaxed. Yeah, relaxed, let's say. Dual let's, citizens. Let's say, especially <laughs> it, it, in soccer in general, but yeah. it seems even more so in uh, in the in the ladies. They've got uh, a big, tough challenge though, New Zealand, because Switzerland is the top of their group at the moment. Yeah. They play them. So, again, it's pretty simple for, for the Kiwis. It's uh, winning they're in. Is that... Today's the 30th. That's on right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. They're could, both playing right now. Could you get yeah. a update for that? Finals, if you find us scores, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, if I refresh that, was it, will it give should. us one? I think I just refreshed it, so that's obviously not oh, up to date. Get, yeah, that should be that should be happening right now. It's so we're looking for Switzerland. No, Neil all full time. Full time. Nil oh, all. wow. That's a draw. So that uh, means. Well, what did Norway Yeah, what happened in Norway and Philippines? That's also a if draw. If the Philippines win. No, uh, Norway won six goals. Norway won six nil. So that's it. So that's New <laughs> Zealand. That's New Zealand done. That's just it's not updated on this. Oh, yours is. Wow, what the? My I got fake Wikipedia. Look at that. I just refreshed it. <laughs> you need a bit hard refresh, bro. <laughs> I need a hard refresh. <laughs> Have you tried turning it off? And off? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no. funny. So New Zealand are gone. New Zealand are uh, eliminated. And yeah. Norway, who are really Sneak good in women's up. football, uh, and had started off with the real. And that's on goal difference, is it? Yeah, yeah. 
The six goals. Yeah, so that yeah, they really hammered the Filipino Americans. Uh, we've already talked about us. We're in Group B. Group C's sorted: Spain and Japan, uh, smacking Costa Rica and Zambia. Why didn't we get that group? Uh, <laughs> England, England the Lionesses, so famously winning the Euros, and uh, mm. you know, fair bit of fits coming home chat around the Lionesses, looking very good in that group defensively. I've only scored the two goals, but that's all you need to do sometimes. Yep. So. Uh, they'll, they'll be going through uh, and then it's Denmark and China uh, will need results. China with the tougher. Uh, China has England, Denmark yeah. has Haiti. So you'd mm. think Denmark go through there. Mm-hmm. USA haven't looked like the powerhouse that they normally are. We spoke about, uh, you know, in the in the Vietnam 2. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 they won this one. <laughs> really bad, yeah, bad jokes there. But uh, USA getting the win against Vietnam, only 3-0. Uh, I am a betting man. I think I took them about minus six in that. So didn't get that mm. one. But then they, they drew with the Netherlands. So yep. haven't looked, uh, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else like a lot of people expected. But that's a pretty tight group. The Netherlands, uh, Portugal and United States all could go through. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? So if Portugal beats the US and Netherlands have Vietnam, there's a, there is a world where the US, is cool. where the US misses out. Uh, group F is France, Brazil, Jamaica, Panama. Uh, France are pretty much through there. They play Panama, who haven't won, so you think they, they'll get the biggies and you think Brazil go through against Jamaica. Yep. Sweden hammered Italy, five zip. Uh, so Sweden are going through and then Italy play South Africa, Argentina, Sweden. So Italy just have to win um, against South Africa and, that, and they'll be okay. Uh, mm. And then Group H is uh, Germany, Colombia, South Korea, Morocco. Uh, yours is more updated than mine. What do you got yep. there? Um, so today, South Korea lost to Morocco. Uh, Morocco won one nil, mm-hmm. um, and Germany, Columbia. Germany, and Colombia are playing as we At speak. I think that might be close to, close to done, wrapping yeah. up as well. How about some of those crowds there? So twenty five thousand in at the Sydney Football Stadium to watch Colombia versus mm-hmm. South Korea. Yep. Like yeah. a lot of Korean Australians, I suppose, but they're, they're good crowds. 27,000 in. That's a sellout at, at, down at Amy Park mm-hmm. or the Melbourne mm-hmm. Rectangular Stadium as it's known for, for this one. They've definitely uh, been getting around it. So yeah, so, so big crowds. We were also talking definitely. about how TV-wise Channel 7 hasn't done the best job, I don't think, yeah. of of advertising. The, the Tilly's game's obviously really well done. Yeah, but, but the not, rest of it. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't really mm. know it's on uh, outside mm. of the Matildas games, uh, I would think, from yeah. a Channel 7 perspective, yep. which is a shame, I think. when I feel yeah. like when SBS does the World Cup, it's – it's what they do. They, yeah, li- yeah. they live and breathe it's soccer. It's marquee. That's right. You've got Les Murray. TV you, know, you, just know, you just go, yeah. oh, this is what a World Cup feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, the coverage has been a little bit lacklustre, I've thought, from, from Channel 7. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so on that uh, Columbia-Germany game, Columbia are up 2-1, 12 minutes into injury time. So, you'd so think they're, that they're, they're home there. So, they're home there, yeah. So that's, uh, that's going to be really, really tight. That'll be really tight in that group there. Yeah, so then do Germany and South Korea play on the third? Yes, a while away there. Let's uh, just talk about uh, men's football and the the big money story, the billion (laughs) dollar story, one billion dollars. Kylian Mbappe uh, has literally been offered a billion. In fact, if you want to go to uh, AUDs, what did we work out? 1.6 billion dollars. Uh, to to go play for one Al- season. Oh well, Al- this is for one for season. One this season. isn't a ten year deal. <laughs> this is for one. This is to go make more money than LeBron James has made in his career. 
in one season to go play in the Saudi League. Now, does Legacy come into things? He's in the – He's Prime 24. He's, he's probably the best player in the world right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's looking like he's going to turn it down, which is crazy. That's kind of what Tiger Woods did in, in mm-hmm. turning Liv down mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I don't really want the money. I'm, I'm more about a, a legacy man. Uh, by all accounts, looks like Real, although there's a bit of chat about, around Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be surprised if he ended up at Liverpool. It, it's yeah. I think that's scary the scary for other APL I'd fans. I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the, the the challenge at the moment is his transfer fee, which is extraordinary. Mm. Uh, they Most of yep. clubs aren't willing to really pay that. Um, so he's kind of in a stuck uh, at the moment. So like this idea of this deal was um, the Saudis would pay the massive transfer fee, they'd get him on a year uh, and then he'd be a free agent and he'd probably go play for a Real or something like that. So, um, But the recent reports of Liverpool fighting their hats in there, um, uh, I don't think, you know, some jokes about the MLS, but I don't think that's likely. <laughs> <at this stage. laughs> if he's turned down a billion to, from the Saudis, yeah. they're going to need some it, huge money. Yeah, it'll be Champions yep. League chat. So it'll, yeah, it'll, be the, it'll be the big clubs. Um, and, again, continuing that legacy, he's got two goats he needs to chase down um, to cement himself as the next generation uh, goat in soccer. So, uh, yeah, I've, I think it's one of those and they're just going to have to figure out the money somehow. Mm. He's all, in terms of legacy as well, the Champions League, I'm glad you brought it up uh, because the bloke for someone as young as he is has won so much. Like obviously winning a World Cup with, yep. with France as a yeah. 19-year-old. It's been to two World Cup finals yep. um, already, which is – which is Scored the most goals in the World Cup, didn't he? As well? Yeah, he's he's done it all. He's won uh, League Un multiple times, but no no Champions League uh, wins for him. So mm. um, pretty crazy. I'm wondering if he's won a – I don't think he's won a Euro because Italy won 2022, so Euro 2018 – Men's five trying, years ago. I'm trying to go back. Handball championship comes up. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me do football. Fuck you, Google. <laughs> All right. You're a winner. Uh, no, that's not it either. Where have I got the year right? 2018. No, because that's a World Cup year. You dumb, <laughs> dumb. No, I. No, he hasn't won a Euro. There you go. <laughs> 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 Should have just gone to Mbappe's Wikipedia. And yeah, well, his trophies. Been, we go. <laughs> Anyways, did you find who's going up against Zach Lomax? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, what happened? I, I went through the I went through the under 18s day. I was like, yeah. Oh. Went through every player, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck, it was Kim. Oh. It was probably a, it was a Gus Gould story on commentary, and I can't <laughs> remember it anyway. Funny. Uh, what do we think is happening? I think he's going to Real. I think is <sighs> seems to be the most likely. Yeah. I think it was Real, Barca, and Liverpool. Uh, but how did Barca's fin- financially up shit Craig? Money yeah, well, it depends on what books you look at. Well, that's true. <laughs> They'll make some new books. It's like we have we have no debt anymore. Come down to Barcelona's uh, Schmorg's Cave down here where we've got uh, all the gold. Is it Schmorg? Schmorg? Uh, Schmorg? <laughs> the dragon of the Hobbit. <laughs> a Schmorg is what you put over a fucking yeah. – that's a toasted marshmallow. Yep. Leave the uh, <laughs> The dragon. <laughs> Who's a dragon that's got heaps of cash and he's not a poker machine? <laughs> All right, anyways, that, that, that one's going nowhere. <laughs> uh, we'll look at the big European leagues in a couple of weeks maybe because yeah, it, fuck, it comes yeah. around quick. It's the middle of August. Yeah. yeah. So yep. the APL is only a few weeks away. Right. Yep. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Keep an eye on Mbappe in the meantime. Do you think Mbappe yep. will be playing in the Premier League? No. 
I'm going to go with no. I think he'll be playing in La Liga. Okay. But it's, it's not impossible. Mm, and we, we were talking what? pre-show about how much money, you know, Arsenal's got the most expensive squad yep. in the world at the moment, which is which is nuts. So, yeah, if, if anyone has the cash lying around after selling Mane uh, a season ago, uh, maybe Liverpool. But, yeah, if he's... He's got to command like hundred millions, hundreds of millions of pounds in just the transfer fee alone. alone. Yeah. So, and you still have to pay the bike. So. Yep. yep. But he's probably worth. It. And he wants to win Champions League, so probably not us. It's Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Well, they've won it recently, but yeah. in this in this current climate, with City being as dominant as they are, yeah. Um, yeah is is Liverpool winning a Champions League uh, in in his just, just don't in his to, frame of mind? Don't go to City. Mm. Don't need Haaland. Oh, don't <laughs> need <laughs> <play> together. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a coup if uh, if he goes to City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, let's uh, yeah. let's actually talk some NFL. It's uh, the, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah, starting to warm up. Hit that it's button, Mark. Getting there. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. He wants to wants to take off mm. his Colts hat. He wants to wants to go somewhere else. And While you put yours on. Yeah, I put my Colts hat on here. I'm actually not a Colts fan. We just had one and then I wanted to wear my Colton hat because they've been so fucking good. So I'll just go this double hat um, shit here for, for the rest of the pod. Uh, JT, uh, the, mm-hmm. the league's best running back two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, once out of the Colts. Um, you got a bit of a story here for us? Yeah, just requested a trade today. I think he... Another one of those guys getting close to the end of a rookie deal, uh, looking to extend, not getting value for money. Um, we had a Saquon, of course, mm. during the week, taking his deal for an extra 900K over the franchise tag. He's still getting close to 11 mil in, in total, which is decent numbers for an RB. Um, but it's, yeah, it wasn't long term. It's a one year deal, and they can franchise tag him next year. So mm. um, there's no huge benefit for, for him there, and there's not a lot they can do. Uh, at this stage, um, there's some talk about um, uh, antitrust um, and how the uh, league you know, has been driving down their prices on purpose. Mm. And um, uh, how do you how do you say the Colts' owner's last name? Ursa. 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 actually had some uh, pretty stern comments about uh, that antitrust kind of uh, talking as well. And then when Jonathan Taylor requested his trade today, he was very vehement that it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in October. Um, mm. And, you know, essentially over my dead body is the storyline. <laughs> so uh, time will tell. It'll be does he hold out, et cetera, um, and whether he can force anything. But I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but they're pretty happy. Anthony Richardson's throwing bombs. Mm. So. He's on the pup list at the moment, uh, which is interesting because he was on Pat McAfee a few weeks ago and said he's all good to go. So, yeah, I don't know if they'll keep him on that list through the through the preseason until they sort this out. But it seems like he's not going to be al- allowed to, to go. Yep. Not a good look for, for the Colts, uh, mm. you know, with arguably your best player wanting out uh, before yes. the season even starts. Yep. And, you know, the Colts refusing to pay him. Essentially. So. Well, yeah, that's they're just doing what the league is doing. Yep. Hashtag yeah. justice for running backs. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Joe Burr, some pretty distressing scenes for Bengals fans uh, with him go, yeah, getting in the in the golf cart, uh, which is uh, seems more precautionary than anything. Uh, he he was wearing a compression sleeve on his right calf, uh, mm. which which we don't normally see, so probably he was dealing with a bit of tightness um, during uh, training camp, and it's likely that he'll miss several weeks after he's had scans. Uh, yeah. So that's only really pre-season. missing preseason. Missing camp and preseason. Yeah, nothing to be too concerned about for Bengals fans. I think when it happened, uh, it's the same league. I think that he he had the ACL MCL yep. on. Um, yeah, because he he, run, he rolls out to his right and non-contact, and he pulls up, and you're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck, fuck. fuck. Yeah. But yeah, calf strain. He should be right in a little while. Um, and, you know, they kicked off training camp essentially. I think that was day one of training camp for them. Uh, so training camps have started this this week um, or last week uh, towards the end. Mm-hmm. So we're getting stuck into those. Um, not a huge amount of stories yet. Of course there's a big, you know, this, this guy's done this massive thing or uh, you know, the hype of the hype of the, the offseason has begun. Uh, I think the main thing, Bryce Young was named starting quarterback for the Panthers. Anthony Richardson looks like he's pretty close to getting that job too. Nothing official for Shroud out of Houston, but I think that's pretty that's, much yeah. sorted. I think he's going to be the case as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, the league's getting stuck in and uh, the quarterback on Netflix has been doing well. Yeah, you guys, yeah. you've finished it? Finished, yep. Have you Yeah, yeah finished? I'm yeah, only yeah. halfway through. No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> do, the, do the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's sick. It's obviously – uh, it's very th- interesting. This era yeah. now of making reality TV shows out of mm-hmm. sports stars mm-hmm. as first done by Drive to Survive has been uh, a revelation, I think, for for, well, uh, for for all these big sports leagues and a really good way to get – Behind the doors. That's behind, yeah. behind the, behind the sa- scenes. Yeah. But also how do you bring in more casual fans? More casual fans. I've yeah, been definitely. watching all these shows with my wife. I've been yep. yeah. watching the test. And Make them more likeable. That's like right. I've watched Full Swing, uh, the tennis one, and, and now quarterback. Mm. And – it's brilliant marketing. How do you get people that aren't really super into the sporting side of things? Well, yeah, yeah make, at, make it about their personal stories. Make it about their family. Make it a reality yeah. TV the, show. The story that goes into game day, like outside of – you only see them on game day for a couple hours. Outside of that, mm. what happens to get to that? Who are these exactly. – who are they yeah. as people? Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins probably gets a, the the funny dad uh, tag out of this. But <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Uh, but, dad, but he's yeah. like, yeah, the dorky dad, he's he's, he's – yeah, he owns that, and uh, it makes him more likable um, than just the the primetime Kurt that you see, and where uh, he's sneaking it up on primetime. You're know, like, oh, well, that's just Kurt Cousins. Like, it gives more background to the character, uh, to the person that is actually mm. playing playing the game. So, yeah, uh, officially renewed for a second season. Yep. Um, heaps of people me turning it down though. So I, I remember Tua definitely turned it down. Yeah, I think Rogers turned it down. It's pretty invasive. Like yeah. you have to think how much media scrutiny there is around your yeah, life ca- as, ca- as a quarterback so. as it is and then, oh, you know, at least I can get away with it oh, and go, go have the the privacy of my own house and then have yeah. Netflix uh, cameras down your down your face mm. uh, through through all of that. So mm. I can definitely see why, why people are turning it down but uh, definitely compelling viewing for, for any any. NFL mm. fans uh, yeah. and even for, for maybe more casual uh, sports fans yeah. in general. I think Burrowton I think as well. Allen was one they, they were trying to get. Uh, it would be interesting because yeah. they managed to to 
you know, getting Patrick Mahomes is uh, an absolute masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. And then for oh, them to win that, the, the Super Bowl. They would have. Perfect, like, yeah. That's like, it's perfect for season NFL's one. Big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get true. your script, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Tens of thousands of people were in on it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's no, it's think... interesting as well, sorry, Monks, uh, that yeah. that it's it's the best quarterback in the in the game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mid-tier guy Mid- with, with, yeah. with Kirk like Cousins. A long-term who, vet mid-tier guy. definitely got the talent but just doesn't, yeah. you know, he's, he's got that empty – Yep. Area yeah. for a Lombardi in yeah, his yeah. in his in his house, exactly. and then the the struggles of Marcus Mariota, yeah. who the veteran trying to make a team maintain a first yeah you know, a starting and, drop and so. started yeah. started reasonably well, and obviously dropped off at the end of last yeah. year, and and realizing as well yeah. that a strug a guy that's sort of struggling or or you know not an elite starting quarterback in Marcus Mariota. How fucking yeah. good that guy actually is at, yeah. at football, yeah. and it's yeah. just but it's, you, you it's, also it's the best of the best. Showed yeah. their differences and their approaches and things mm. like yeah, yeah. Uh, Marietta, of course, um, being from the from Hawaii, the island lifestyle, mm. a bit more relaxed, yeah. different ways of studying, and then you know the hyper. Uh, you know, out their ways of processing yep. studying that Kirk Cousins did mm. in the way they do. And then there's the natural talent that is Patrick Mahomes plus all the yep. hard work he does to go into it. Like the f- it's, it's just I, so interesting. The yeah. physical side for Mahomes as well, all yeah. that like off-balance stuff that he's been doing and yeah, the fact that his personal trainer has been with him since primary so. school. And, and a lot of them yeah. credit um, Tom Brady as well for TB12, like the, yeah. you know, off in the background doing the things and just like, you know, how, yeah. how much work he's putting in. If you want to be the GOAT, beat the mm. best and you could <laughs> – Got to do the same. So that's it. Yeah, it's 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 very impressive. Yeah, and I think the thing that sort of hit home for me as well though was like you see all that you see them preparing for games and going through games and all that, but then also through through the documentary or miniseries or whatever you want mm. to call it, like mm. the drive home, like after a game as well. It's not like you don't you don't really think about what the players go through as soon as the game finishes, mm. especially like after after loss. locker room. Yeah, after loss, yeah. they're just. In the car with the family, just driving home. I, I think the game, what they did wrong, what they could have done better, and it really brings a like, yeah, again, like that whole sort of cliche yeah. that these sportsmen are humans too yeah. as well. Like yeah. it's yeah. it's cool to see that sort of side of the the world as well. Yeah, you you know the Vikings lost the player the playoff game at home, so that yeah. that for the spoiler for you, Pess, but the, the scene <laughs> of him him essentially driving home after the game and then recalling the key plays that he missed uh, is you can just see like. It's kind of heartbreaking, but you can yeah. see like how much it means to him for them yeah. to have played that whole like really good season to lose at home yeah. in their first playoff mm. game. Like he's driving home with his wife, and he, he's of course talking to the camera guys in the back, but he's, he's recalling the plays and going through. I missed this. This is the reason why I made these decisions and why we didn't get the first down to the potentially get a drive. Mm. And you you see like he's you know the anguish in him, but also it's like I'm not sure what more I could have done in that yeah. situation. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's um, pretty impressive. It also gives you a good insight into how intelligent uh, oh, uh, an oh, NFL quarterback has to 100%. be. Like, Man, have you seen that episode where they go through playbooks? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> the study is crazy. Uh, yeah. Again, watching with my wife and she's like, do you understand this? And I'm like, I know bits. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, X, Y, Z, yeah, that's just pretty standard kind of American football stuff. But, yeah, when they, when they rattle off some of those plays and you're like, holy crap, these, yeah. uh, these guys have got it between the ears, that's yeah. for sure. Then they have – Textbook after textbook of just stuff they've written down, play mm. after play, and then going through it. And then, you know, they've got thousands of plays that they run in a series. Uh, mm. yeah, again, to Kirk Cousins, like he had a new coach, new verbiage, new system, and learning all that, trying to get into it. And then, you know, that relationship with them kind of growing. Yeah, it's quite interesting. But to go back to your point, I think if they can get like a one of the rookies, maybe a mid yeah. tier dude, yeah. and then a top five quarterback, yeah. that's the show. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and if he can manage to figure out who's going to win the Super Bowl again, get that QB, <laughs> then that's just ratings gold. Patrick Mahomes around for a round two. Well, I think it's well, probably three, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me they want to run Patty back just to to have him there because yeah, they would be heavy favourites um, to mm. go deep. Well, speaking I mean, of, let's uh, let's look at it. For, you know, we've got preseasons coming up, so this is the first. Uh, look at the odds, I suppose, that won't be affected by – not the preseason really should yeah. make too much of a difference, but the Chiefs are, are, are $7 to win the whole thing uh, mm. with the Eagles, Eagles. at nine fifty, 50 yeah. and then uh, a few teams at ten fifty in the Bills, Bengals, 49ers, uh, and then you're looking out to Cowboys, Ravens. Jets is interesting at 15s. That's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' effect. Uh, I still feel like that's – Remember, Davin Cook's going to sign there, so Shh, – well, we'll kill all your fantasy hopes for Bryce Hall, but um, we'll help their team mightily. Uh, and got a, Bucks. yeah, they're they're, they're looking uh, pretty ordinary. The Bucks at sixty-seven to one after winning the Super Bowl what three seasons ago? Quarterback. Mm. Yeah, those Colts eighty-one. So that's why Jonathan Taylor wants out of there and the Cards and Texans, no one's expecting much out of them. Even the Rams have taken a slide. Yeah, it happens quick. It's, it happens yeah. so quick in the NFL. It's probably what makes it really com- I think compelling. Rams will be better than that. They've got Stafford back, so they should be better. Anyways, we'll keep an eye on it uh, as the preseason unfolds. We'll also, we'll also have a little bit of a break because – you're about to be a dad as well. Yep. So I think we'll be back next week and then we'll start looking at, at when we'll be having a having a having a break. Oh, for we should have a good month. About a, about a month? About a month, yeah. Depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nothing better to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's what it's one of our favorite sports. Um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so definitely looking forward to the to the season starting after oh, one of the longest off seasons there is, probably the longest off season in, in professional sports. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's it. All right, let's do a. Do you want to talk about this, Sean, at all? Oh yeah, Sean. Sean Payton. He, well, he had a pretty interesting interview overall. Um, he got stuck into yeah. the gambling policy. Denver had um, one of their uh, second-year um, defensive linemen. Uh, he gambled on a. Don't think an NFL game, but he was in a facility, and it was one game, um, and he got an indefinite mm. suspension. So he'll miss the whole year. Um, and then Peyton, you know, had a, some comments in the regards to, uh, you know, the ownership. Uh, mm. They're the ones making the money. They they kind of don't want their players to bet on it. Then also own all the betting companies. Like it's it's it just uh, hypocrisy. Yeah. I think is kind of where he's going. Um, and then he got stuck into the coaching job last year and said it was probably the worst NFL coaching job in history. So um, he made some pretty uh, strong comments. Mm. Um, well. uh, and you know, saying Denver's. Has to be a playoff team this year. Um, and, mm. you know, that's his whole goal. I think it was more he was, um, and he said it in I think the first day of training camp at these press conference. For that, it was just like I went a bit overboard. I regret my comments, um, <laughs> but I think he was he was fired up essentially. It's night before football, he's mm. yeah. let it all out and said we want to win. Um, you know, the last team last year, and he went and everyone. He said the owner, the GM, like he went after everyone and said, that, <laughs> you know, last year everyone should be aware of how badly they played, um, and the, yeah. you know w- what led to the fact that the Denver was so shit. Um, and he's put them all on blast, uh, and I guess in the hope of bringing them all together and um, really going going through strong this year. Mm. Um, and yeah, um, that uh, Broncos. Um, player was the tenth player since April to be suspended for gambling. Yep. Same time. So yeah, it's 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 actually pretty interesting because he also went in on the league as well about the information they provide on what you can and can't do in regards to gambling. 
um, and that a lot of it, um, you know, the clubs throw out and do their own because it's useless. Mm, so, right. yeah, there's some pretty interesting you know, comments on that fact that like they're going back to the league and saying that the, you, what you're trying to t- teach um, these guys is mm. just is garbage and we're having to deal with it ourselves. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of questions being asked in that space. Before we get to USC, can you uh, find a story about Mark Wood? Because uh, I mean, the steamer hasn't been watching cricket, cricket, the wicket, um, and has, has uh, chimed in and asked the question. You know, we're twenty-two overs in. We've got Joe Root um, throwing down some some you know, <laughs> shit gets wickets, pies. <laughs> yeah, some pies. Please um, don't get, get this ball, but he's just he's gone for nine in the last three. Yeah. Um, so where's Mark Wood? Why has Mark Wood not bowled? You asked the same question 10 overs ago. It's 10 overs later. We're 22 down. I, I assume he's got a niggle. We've obviously been watching it with the with the background. Yeah, they've shown him on the on the boundary line, like so signing, signing things, like yeah. he's on the pitch. So I don't know. You got anything there, Jimmy? No. Nothing? No, I think, yeah. Which is so strange as well because he's their fastest bowler and I think since coming into the side he's been the, the most consistent. Yeah. Is and, it, ma- and maybe it's just a, a pure um, uh, analysis of the deck and they, they think that the turn is the, turn is the way is the to trend. go. But yeah. you don't have a world-class spinner. So I, w- I would rather, I would think, without any sound to go off. Um, they showed that man. Mark, he's running around. like Mark Wood, yeah. Mm, interesting. Aussie's up to 72. It's a brilliant start. We'll We've got you. five minutes till, till lunch. So Let's hang on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were saying no, no wickets before – before lunch and we're a real good chair. Mm. So definitely had a good start. Yeah, they're showing him. They're obviously definitely talking about it. He's mm. he's out there and mm. looking Must interesting. Be a plan. Yeah. Let's uh let's get this final Actually, round. Maybe done. it's because uh he's they're giving Jimmy Anderson's drew a board some extra overs because they're both gonna retire. Yeah, I still <laughs> think they'd want to win the test. <laughs> <laughs> I also tend to agree, but yes. <laughs> All right, final round. Ready to go again? Come on, Daddy Fingers. I know you missed up the NFL as well. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting rid of my Colts hat because uh, looks stupid. Where I, I, I did hat. like the big hat. Like I thought, <laughs> he, he, we've got enough hats that he could go up. Oh, so. we should do that one, one day. Yeah, go through the segments and you switch them on. Yeah, I could have ten. We could actually pre-do it, so I'd take, take one off. <laughs> yeah. Layers of cheese. Anyways, uh, that's cheese a, or onion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They're like uh, ogres. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Let's uh, let's let's get rid of that and start our segment now. If we clip, if we clip this later, okay. Uh, UFC two nine one happened yep. today at the Delta Center Huge in cut. Salt Lake City, and uh, important that it was at Salt Lake City because fighting at altitude definitely a factor in a few of these yeah, well, massively. Because last year when they went there, nearly every fight, um, every fighter gassed within the first. Round, round and a half. Mm. Uh, it was mm. definitely a challenge. Uh, I think a lot of them uh, went up earlier and yeah. trained for a couple of weeks leading into um, the pay per view uh, to uh, you know get acclimatized to to the environment. And I think we saw you know there's definitely some uh, fatigue uh, more than we'd expect for some guys, but they uh, uh, were much better than it was last year. That's for sure. If you're wondering about that altitude, I did look it up today. Thirteen hundred meters for us Aussie mm-hmm. normal. Uh, 4,000 4, 4, feet, yeah, for, for any US listeners. So definitely up there. Uh, let's talk about this BMF belt. 
Justin Gaethje gets some sweet, sweet revenge uh, against Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. Both uh, fighters pretty evenly well uh, matched in this one, both 34 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highlight has less lo- losses, but the big loss in terms of this fight was losing to Dustin Poirier yep. way back in 2018. So the Diamond having the mental advantage going into this one uh, and it took uh, a, a pretty – Awesome uh, head kick to, mm-hmm. to end him in the second round. Uh, first round they went out swinging. Yeah, uh, it was very competitive, very technical stand-up fight to be, to begin. It looked like Dustin was probably landing a little bit more. Yeah, did you have Dustin ju- maybe just Maybe ahead, but yeah. Justin was probably landing more of the uh, significant heavier blows. Mm. Um, but, yeah, then the, the right punch, right head kick um, combination uh, was all she wrote. And it was pretty interesting because they talked about the Leon Edwards kick, which was a left punch, left hard kick, mm. but in the same venue a year ago. Yeah, so I, was, I didn't know it was that with Salt Lake. Yeah. It didn't, didn't so uh, spring it to comes mind. comes full circle. Um, Monk's got the stats there. 41 uh, total strikes to 27 for Justin Gaethje. Uh, and, yeah, if you haven't seen the highlight, uh, do do try and check it out. Uh, mm. The the right head kick gets through the, the guard and uh, that was all she wrote. Uh, what about Herb Dean sliding in? He's safely <laughs> sliding in to, to steal uh, – Steal a run uh, and and save uh, Dustin Poirier mm. from copping uh, some extra damage uh, whilst he was down. Uh, big backflip from Gaethje uh, nearly lands on, <laughs> on Dustin and Herb. And then uh, pretty straightforward, uh, Markachev and Oliveira are going to fight in October. Yeah, so Justin wants the winner third, and probably deserves it after after beating uh, yep. number number two there in, in Poirier. And considering oh, – you have to check his record for me. He's – because he lost, of course, to Khabib, but I'm not sure if he's had a loss since then. Gaishi, uh, I think his his losses recently have been Markachev and Khabib. So I think Can that's. He have a round? Oh, no, Oliveira. Oliveira. So he, so he, hasn't, I did, he hasn't fought Markachev. I did. I have mm. thought that was the case. He hadn't fought Markachev yet. But yeah, so um, that's a. Uh, Create some interesting matchups uh, at the top of the, the lightweight division. Fucking stacked division. It's mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to think of uh, a division right now that's more stacked than than lightweight. Well, it's been uh, lightweight with, for, for yeah for a long for time. Last couple of years, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Markachev, obviously mm-hmm. the champ at the moment. Oliveira won. Poirier and Gaethje will switch during mm-hmm. the weight, you'd think, and then uh, yep. sort of the the mid uh, tiers uh, in Darius Chandler uh, and Fizayev. Uh, yeah. And then there's of course Conor McGregor floating around in there somewhere. Yeah, well. who uh, I, <laughs> wonder, to, uh, I wonder how many Conor McGregor whiskeys he was deep uh, when he said that he would smash. I don't think that's the right word. Slap, slap, slap. He would slap both of them. Slap uh, Gaethje around. <laughs> It's interesting for Gaethje because if he doesn't get the title shot, which is what he wants, do you take the big money fight? Because I think current Connor gets his ass whooped by, yeah, well, by Justin Gaethje. He's meant to be fighting Chandler and that's not going to happen because he still hasn't entered the um, USADA pool so, and he's got to be in that for six months. Um, uh, so, mm. yeah, it's all rhetoric with uh, Connor. It's, none of it's going to happen. bit over it these days with Connor or? He, when was the last time he fought? Marks Justin. He- yeah. Two yeah. years ago, maybe? Yeah, because Poirier's beaten him twice, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. So it's been a while for, for Connor, and obviously he doesn't need the money. <laughs> no. So it's uh, for him, it's just about pride and yeah. le- well, leg- it, legacy, I suppose. He's on the ultimate fighter at the moment, mm. of course, yeah. doing the TV show, leading into what was meant to be the Michael Chandler fight, but uh, it's just not going to happen. When was that last Poirier fight? That, that is his two last fights, is, is yeah. Poirier. Yeah. Uh, 10 July 
2021. So right on two years of I wonder how his leg is as well. And the nasty breaks those uh, those fibula fractures. Yeah. That, All accounts that, healed and he's been training. Well, it doesn't take you two years to come back from him. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But in, in a sport where you get kicked in the leg a lot, it maybe maybe is uh, is a factor. Oh, it's raining. And rain. Rain is coming to interrupt play. Oh, well, I think they'll take lunch. They'll o'clock. take lunch. Hopefully there's yep. not too much in it because we're looking pretty good. Yep. It's a bit of turn there. Okay, uh, let's go into light heavyweight. So uh, Alex Pereira, his first fight at 205 and he, uh, he definitely didn't look out of place He's huge. considering uh, <laughs> the, the weight cut and, you know, Rogan sort of asking him uh, what it was like cutting down to 185. There was reports he was sitting at 225 plus uh, mm-hmm. come, come, morning, yep. come fight time. So uh, a pretty amazing uh, effort for that, that he was even fighting in middleweight to begin with. Bananas. Uh, seven and two. He goes to eight and two now. And uh, this one was a split decision. Did you think the judges got it right? I kind of felt like that was the way it was going to go because the second you could have given either way, I think the third was more with Pereira. But I, you could have argued a lot of the rounds. It, was quite, it depends on what you thought of the, the wrestling. Um, yeah. But I think in the third I thought Pereira more. I didn't think Jan had the – uh, the better combinations, but one of the judges gave one in three to to Yarn, so um, which was the split decision. So mm. made it a little bit tougher. I thought two and three to Pereira made the most sense uh, from the action that I saw. Um, he landed some of the bigger shots, and especially in the second round, I, th- I thought that was more his. And he was dominated mm. in the first on the ground um, and survived all the submission attempts, which was pretty good, um, mm. pretty impressive. He's definitely been working heavily on that. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Trying to get to more of being a complete fighter. Um, so I think in, in the end, the, the right man won won the fight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think we've had similar discussions on the Esky before. Uh, where do you weigh up significant strikes versus takedowns yeah, and, and yeah. timing control? Obviously, Yarn mm. dominated that. He he looked visibly disappointed and mm. felt that he had done enough to to win that fight. But mm-hmm. I, I think I think you nailed it this morning. Oh, or, or this afternoon, uh, you know, when we were chatting about it mm. uh, after it just happened, he didn't seem to do a whole lot with that that time yeah. in control. Outside of the first round, yeah, the other takedowns he got in and the other grappling exchanges in the other two rounds didn't really lead to a lot. And, it, mm. you know, obviously we're biased, but when Volk lost to Markachev and was kicking the shit out of him in, in that final round and you yeah. start to think, oh, well. And yeah. round four he just held him down the entire round. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess, you know, it was a nothing round, but, it, you know, you have to score it to him. But um, he did no damage in that whole the whole round, so. That's yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think they got it right here. I'm a big fan yeah. of Yarn. He's 40 years of age. It'd be interesting mm. to see uh, if he's still got the fire in the belly because obviously his ranking will slip a little bit, and Pereira is going to skyrocket up uh, up the light heavyweight. Yeah. Well, I think that he's in line for whatever. I, th- I kind of think of it as like a tournament. So he's won his side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. So um, mm. there'll probably be a fight. Oh, I think here is. Uh, uh, don't want to say Petrarca. <laughs> Prohaska. <laughs> Prohaska. I think he's back. So I think they'll make a fight with him and someone else. Uh, and then the winner, though, the say, well, there and the winner of that would then um, fight for the vacant belt. Well, it's hard because Ankaleev as well, who's coming off the draw mm-hmm. with Blahovic, mm-hmm. he'd think that he's due for, for that yeah. interim. So that's why I think it might be well. him and 
um, year and that and that one, and then the the winner that would then fight Pereira for the belt for to unify it, and then um, I guess he'll come could come back, you know, if we're following that kind of time frame, and maybe be and he's Achilles, so it could be quite a while. Well, it's a ten rupture as yeah, well, so yeah. so it's like a year from yeah. from when he vacated. Yeah. But maybe you know that or could be the first title defense so. for whoever the winner is, considering maybe that fight for the belt is early next year, maybe towards the end is where they have the. Yeah, it's all potential. Interesting though, one of Pereira's comments post-fight of this is he wants to stay in, like they asked him, you can stay in the light heavyweight division. He's like, I want to stay in the division. I want to win the belt, but I have unfitness business. You'd think, ah, uh, mm. that's an Adesanya three. Yeah. Yep. Sounds so like that, five. That, five. That has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, dude's 228, I think, this morning. He's probably 230 by flight time. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that too far away from heavyweight. John Jones flying around maybe. Mm. He just needs to put 10 pounds on and he'd be – Almost the same way as what Jones was for that, that Garn fight. So. I don't know if he wants that smoke, to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, you know, for wrestling background, yeah, I wouldn't. Don't think that's uh, his sort of game plan and what he'd want. Mm. But yeah. it's fine. It's hard finding anyone in the world that wants that that smoke. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> agree. Considering what he did to to Cyril Garn pretty quick. Well, I guess uh, use that well, heavyweight. So I might. Yeah, Derek Lewis. <laughs> quick thirty second yeah. uh, TKO knockout in this one. Did a bit of a massive doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't wrestle if you're knocked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was a wild – Skinny beast wild, as well. Yeah, he, yeah he'd, uh, he'd dropped a lot of, uh, of he had a six fat. Pack. He had a six-pack. Mm. Close. Was. They were saying a six-pack. <laughs> I feel like if that's a six-pack – Some, pack, some like, definition. <laughs> maybe I've got a six-pack if, that, if that's the definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, he's definitely slimmed down a lot and, uh, and you'd think that's uh, – Training for for the altitude and and mm-hmm. maybe expecting a, a bit of a, a, a grappling match here against uh, mm-hmm. Marcos Rogero de Lima. Wow, I struggled with that one. Uh, <laughs> Did better than we would. <laughs> and he uh, he was the underdog in this one as well, despite yep. being uh, ranked and uh, ranked ten and, and Marcos being uh, fifteen because he's coming off three losses. I mm-hmm. think uh, there was the, obviously the, mm. the Bam Bam one, which. Yep. Which we uh, were were pretty surprised uh, about when it when it happened um, because. He was a heavy favourite in that in that Bam Bam fight, um, and he's also lost to uh, since then. He's lost to the two Sergeys in uh, mm-hmm. in Pavlicic and Spivak. Yeah, uh, both so, ranked above him, I think, at the moment. So. That's right. So getting his career right back on track. Uh, yeah. He's thirty eight. They kind of asked him, you know, the, the interview with Rogan was funny, man. Rogan's just – Rogan was losing it when he took, took his pants <laughs> off and, and threw his cup and, the and started doing dancing in the in the octagon, threw his cup in the <laughs> yeah. crowd. Threw a big suck it as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a character. And uh, Rogan asked him, did you plan that flying knee? And he said, hell no, there's a long no. I just threw some bullshit and it landed. Uh, how much of that is truth, I'm not sure. Well, but, I think maybe some of it because uh, – he didn't want to, do, you know. Let's stay away from the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's throw some bullshit to start the fight. And see what happens. And yeah, he was lucky. He, he landed with a flying knee and followed it up, and that's all she wrote. And it was his 14th career KO, which uh, passes Matt Brown to be the most in UFC yep. history. Uh, he he may never be a champion. Unlikely, actually, that he'll, he'll ever be a champion, but definitely will go down as one of the, the best entertainers that's uh, that's ever been in, in an octagon, that's for sure. Be interesting to see what he does uh, at the age of 38. Um, mm. He's obviously in, in probably the best shape that he's ever been, yep. so definitely could, could go another couple of fights. Definitely. And there's plenty of fun fights for him in the heavyweight division, but... Same thing. You're fighting in the heavyweight division. How long do you want to do that? That's the thing. The, the general rule is in, with these heavyweights is that uh, if you lose, you're going to sleep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, how long do you want to keep doing that? But, uh, Put yourself in, in arm's way. 
That's right. De- definitely for for the fans. Uh, definitely want to see him going around again. And mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. one of one of the awesome sort of finishes to a fight, and then a bit of carry on yeah. afterwards. Uh, it was it was good viewing. It's always fun to watch. Now the re- this actually was elevated to the main card. It wouldn't have even occurred on the main card had. The uh, Wonder Boy Thompson yeah. and Mikel Pereira fight gone ahead. So Pereira missing weight by three pounds. Three, three pounds. pounds. So a fair bit. Yeah. Fair, fair bit. And Thompson had fought, I think, Darren Till uh, with the same sort of miss weight by Till, and then lost the fight. And he was yep. like, "I'm too old for this shit, and I don't want to miss the. Thing. You know, I don't need to fight guys where I don't have the, the competitive advantage like they do. Yep. Um, you know, I've turned up for the better part of twenty years and have made weight, so uh, I'm not going to take the fight." And yeah. all good to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, all credit to him. He, he released quite a long statement. Uh, I'll, I'll just read uh, maybe the the more uh, sort of pertinent parts of it. But he said, at my age and given what I've accomplished in the sport, which is a lot, uh, I'm not here to be a gatekeeper. I'm here to mm. fight for and win a, a UFC welterweight title. Then uh, yep. I think uh, the, the next sort of few lines uh, were, were probably the most interesting. Fighters who miss weight face far f- too few consequences and are often allowed to mm. fight with a significant competitive advantage. I agree with that. I also encourage fighters that face this situation to follow suit and not allow this to happen to them. Uh, so also urging other people to to pull out. Uh, it means he gives up any chance of a purse, I would imagine, doesn't he, by, by not taking that fight. So obviously it's not about the money for, for Wonder Boy. Uh, he'll get, he'll, he gets a cut, I think. Of does he get a little bit? The other dude's yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. So. So. He, he gets the option essentially because mm. it's – Good, uh, he'll, he'll get a small. Was held though. Yeah, he'd get more. The like fight he'd got get cancelled. He'd get a percentage of his purse anyway. Um, yeah, if they it, fought. No, no, no. Saying, I think he still gets a bit. He gets yeah, a bit. Yeah. So you know, but, if it's hundred k, he might have got fifty k, and he might have got twenty yeah. odd from the other bloke's purse. So right. Um, yeah. uh, you know, to do the math. Um, that's a, that's one we yeah. need to chase up. Actually, what actually happens in that in that situation when the other guy misses weight and then the opponent pulls out, but. It turned out to be a good thing for the fans because uh, that the the Lewis fight goes to the the main card and uh, and we weren't let disappointed by it. Bobby King Green uh, defeating Tony Ferguson third round submission via arm triangle. Tony uh, definitely uh, pretty popular. Uh, it seems uh, it was a big big chance going for around the crowd for him. That's six losses in a row now for him. And look yeah. at the names. Diaz, Chandler, Darius, Oliveira, Geishi. Talk about a stacked division. Stacked division. They're all killers. Bloke is uh, 38, 39 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't leave his gloves in the octagon, but you'd think that's time, wouldn't you? Yeah, it'd be pretty close to it. And he's been in and like those four um, fights have been absolute wars as well. Mm. So he's taken a lot of punishment in this. Um, do you watch this fight. Uh, what do you think if a made to the scorecards, who was winning? If Sagan, if it made it to the scorecard, so you know, there's another six seconds. Who do you think would have won? I think Tony won the first round, and I think Bobby had him covered in two and three. But it was interesting that there was only six seconds remaining mm. in this one. Uh, I don't think if Tony had held on for that last six seconds, he still wins. Monks got yeah. some stats here. Yeah, uh, all those strikes here. Yeah. yeah, it's 145 significant strikes uh, to 68 or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So can you go back to the first round? That was the one that I felt like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't think. Uh, you might have had the better no. power shots, but yeah. Well, he cracked, him, he cracked him in the first round and wobbled Bobby Green. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, you know, Ferguson's still got power. Rogan yeah. saying the power's the last thing to go. Maybe my brain's remembering that, but looking at that, those stats, uh, I think Bobby had this one uh, pretty yeah. pretty handedly. Bobby's a late boxer, and that's mm. kind of his forte. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's they did did a good job, and he got an arm triangle to finish it off um, just beforehand. So, yeah. And in welterweight, Kevin Holland beats Michael Chiesa. Uh, first round submission for a, a dust choke. I was saying to the boys, I don't know what that is. Not it looks like an arm triangle, but it's from a different position, essentially. Okay. Get at it's us. It's, it's the body position. Get at us, BJJ fans. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> not really well versed in the in the world of BJJ, but do like the UFC. Back-to-back uh, -back wins for Kevin Holland. Uh, this was at welterweight as well, so he'd come down for this one. Correct, correct. So he did talk up post-fight, like, will he stay here? Will he go back up? I think he hates the weight cut, but uh, he's also super competitive in the welterweight division. Mm. Be hard to say. Uh, Chiesa as well, similar to Tony Ferguson, although not as many losses. Three on the trot, uh, including Sean Brainy and Vicente Luque. Um, yeah, when does he hang him up? He'd be yeah. pretty close. Prelims, we won't run through them all, but the two that definitely caught the eye uh, was uh, the the other head kick uh, knockout that was from Roman Kopilov uh, against Claudio Ribeiro. Um, mm. Left high kick, it was Pretty much good night for for Claudio straight away. He's a uh, Siberian. He's won three in a row. He's definitely looking for a ranking. Um, he had everything was through the translator. Like does not speak a lick of English. Yeah. Uh, called out the gangster. I did hear gangster in English uh, <laughs> of, of middleweight Sean Strickland. Probably not getting Sean Strickland next yeah, fight. Yeah, needs a rank. Uh, needs mm. to go through. There's a few guys looking for fights that are lower rankings in uh, Hermanson, Allen, Paul Craig. So I imagine he gets one of those and uh, one to watch out for, for sure, moving forward. Yep. And, and Aussie. Aussie, yeah, welterweight. Jake Matthews getting the uh, win against Darius Flowers. Flowers taking the, sh the fight on short notice. Uh, Matthew's very uh, gracious in uh, in his victory, thanking him for, for taking the fight on short notice and, uh, again, looking for a ranking, just struggling with a bit of consistency. Uh, there was a there was a low kick from Matthews. The crowd mm. didn't seem to like it. But, uh, so when you say low kick, he kicked him in the balls. Yeah, he, he, it definitely dropped him from some contact with the nuts. <laughs> but if you look, if you look at it, uh, it, the ball of the foot of Matthews, it's, mm. all, it's all tummy. Of, uh, of okay. flowers and the heel yeah. kind of just gets the cut yeah. too, uh, and and the commentators were all saying that's a that's a clean shot, that's a clean shot. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of controversy there, but uh, I don't think it affected the fight that much. And uh, and Matthews getting the win and uh, and really kind of respectable in uh, in the mm -hmm. in the post match. Three weeks until UFC two nine two, so this middle of the year, uh, you know, you get pretty treated. Obviously, it's the the summertime for for. Them over there. It yep. just seems like yesterday that, that Volk was uh, was doing his thing, uh, and now it's only three weeks until two nine two with Aljo and Sugar Sean. Mm -hmm. Bit of boxing. Yep. Uh, so we had Fulton taking on Anaway, um, who in Anaway won that in I think the eighth round with a with a knockout of his own. Uh, currently, he's a four division world champion and the current unified super bantamweight world champion. Um, because he won the super super bantamweight titles at this fight, uh, some places have him as uh, number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Some have got him about second, but the monster uh, gets gets a massive win uh, over Fulton to take us uh, forward there. And then mm. we had Crawford versus Spence today, uh, with Crawford getting the win there over Spence, um, taking away his undefeated record, uh, and again another top. Top of the pound for pound rankings kind of fights uh, going forward. Mm. Um, Fight of the year. A lot of 
yeah. that we're billing it as. And, you know, mm. ov- obviously sometimes that's a little bit of mayo. But uh, when a bloke that's 40 and 0 fights a guy that's 28 and 0, I think yep. you can definitely call it the fight of the year. Yep. Didn't say I didn't see this. I was watching uh, the UFC. Uh, yeah, well, Spence got knocked down twice in the seventh. He'd uh, never been knocked down, had yeah. he? Before going into this, which is it, nuts, nuts. And then, um, and then of course, uh, got knocked out. Uh, well, the ref kind of maybe jumped in and saved him because he, he was definitely eating some punishment. So yeah, and he didn't get knocked out out, um, which was a technical knockout. But it, it's uh, it was probably leading that way. Crawford was all over him. So big argument now for Crawford and, and pound for pound uh, mm-hmm. rankings, uh, the getting, ranking getting the win there. there but three yeah, for him. yeah. So he goes to three, and then you just uh, mentioned the monster uh, Inoue, who's twenty four and O uh, at two, and they've got a uh, Usyk as uh, as the number one, uh, who hasn't lost, and I suppose heavyweight sort of comes into it a little yeah, bit as well. Yeah. Who else? I think it, this is just the ranking for this website, though. So yeah, it's the ring yeah. ranking. So right. they all kind of have their own. They all mm. kind of fight over it, but yeah. Who's uh, who's like four and five? If you keep scrolling down there, Errol Spence, who is mate? Canelo. Uh, so Canelo. Canelo's got um, Carlo coming up. Mm-hmm. So not Hanny, um, who's there, number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that's semi ducking. No, Carlo's the one ducking Zoo at the moment. Uh, but Hanny's got a big fight, I think, coming up booked soon. Uh, and then Davis, who won not that long ago as well. Um, uh, is in that conversation for one? Does he fight one of these guys as well? Like, because they're all kind of in the similar sort of mm. weight ranges. Mm. So it's uh, heating up in boxing, big time, big time. Yeah. It's good for boxing. Mm, this this year's been elite for boxing. Yeah, yeah. all of us obviously lean a little bit more <laughs> UFC, but uh, the boxing's definitely been compelling uh, in, in recent times. Yep. Uh, and then Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, which I thought was this weekend, is actually next weekend. Uh huh. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, kind of interested actually, to, to be honest, in uh, in what Nate Diaz can do. Yep. Yeah, do you think this would probably be Jake Paul's toughest fight? Well, he lost to Tommy Fury, so well, no. Actually, I did <laughs> forget about that one. Uh, but Tommy Fury in that KSI fight, they're still bickering about contracts. Yeah. So it it may happen at the end of the year, it may not. We'll see. You reckon I. But going to that point, uh, Diaz could really put some on it. Like, yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. he's definitely stepping up in the in the quality of, of guys that he's boxing. Yep, definitely. Yep. All right, mm-hmm. give us a nil, nil, nil. Finish with F1. Bastian Vettel. The Belgian Grand Prix about to mm-hmm. kick off. Uh, Max yeah. won the sprint race. Sean, yep, run us through it. Yeah, it's been they're at Spa and it's been raining, of course, as it does. Yeah. Um, so the sprint race was delayed. Uh, Oscar, the Aussie, um, yeah, uh, qualified second for the sprint race. Unreal. Uh, so Max did end up winning, it, but um, since they had to start on wet tires behind the safety car, they most of them pitted on the first lap. Oscar mm. did. Same um, thing though. What happened to Lewis Hamilton yeah, last year? Yeah, but some of them stayed out. Some of them went in. Was um, it pissing down at Spa last year? Am I yes. So Spa, yes. they they cancelled Spa last year. Um, so by all counts, there's a bit of rain for tonight's GP, but hopefully they'll get a space of some sun uh, to be yeah. able to get the the race in. Um, but Oscar did actually lead this race for led the first race uh, first laps of his career in an F1 car. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been very good for him and for McLaren. So he did finish second, got his first podium as well for 
and a good haul of points as well out of this. Um, they have slightly different qualifying, so I'm not 100% sure if I remember where he qualified in for the main race. Uh, but I know Ricardo was ninth in the sprint race, but is starting 19th, I believe, for the GP. Wow. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, and Alpine's having a bit of trouble at the moment. The, lots of people are leaving the team. The team principal yep. and the chief engineer are leaving after this race. So they're out Ooh. as well. So, um, no, I couldn't find any reports of whether they're stepping down or got sacked. Um, but they going to have replacements in the over because this is the last race and then they yep. go in the summer break. So then they have a couple of weeks off. Uh, so they might have new ownership uh, – well, no, new leadership, sorry, mm. uh, for the next race. That's it, yeah. Um, so for, for that starting grid uh, in uh, about an hour's time. Verstappen has a five-place five penalty. Yep. Because he took um, a gearbox. Took a gearbox. So he's he'll start sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, in front of him, uh, Charles Leclerc is um, took pole position. Mm-hmm. Sergio Perez is um, locks out the front row there. Yep. Um, and then we've got Lewis Hamilton and Carlos Sainz in the second row, and Oscar Piastri is just in front of um, Verstappen there at fifth. And Lando. Yep, Lando's straight after uh, Max. Uh, we've got then we've got George Russell, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll rounding up the top ten starting positions. Yuki Tsunoda, um, Ricardo's teammate, is in at eleventh, and then we've got Pierre Gasly, Valtteri Bottas, Esteban Ocon, Alex um, Albon, mm. Kevin Magnussen, uh, Joe Guanyu. Logan Sargent, Danny Rick, all the way down in 19th, and Nico Hulkenberg yeah. at the back of the field. Yeah. Uh, a, a reason I asked about Lando is because Oscar's in this GP has uh, outqualified him in both mm-hmm. aspects um, and, of course, scored more points and finishing second. Um, so maybe taking a bit of a lead in their McLaren because it was interesting because where were they last week? Uh, they Did were in Hungary. Hungary. Um, there was interesting pit strategy there with they pitted Lando ahead of Oscar, even though Oscar, I think, was running third at the time. Um, so, you know, a bit of favoritism for there for their first driver, maybe. Uh, but Oscar has really shown his his ability as a rookie driver. Um, he's the first rookie driver to podium in like 10 years or some shit like really? that. So, yeah, it's um, uh, pretty impressive. He's gone. McLaren have found speed at the right time of the year after being They're up dismal. Update was crazy good. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I think the the new tire compounds have really worked well for them. Unlike um, Aston Martin, where they've kind of gone backwards. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've been um, starting to come along. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping for a big race for for Oscar in this one. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's going to follow Max around a little bit. That's it. Um, it is interesting as well, like that whole McLaren's team, like. Mm. They've had – there's been rumours of Lando talking to, to other teams Everyone. and managers and contracts. <laughs> Sorry, Red Bull. Um, talking contracts and stuff. So whether McLaren does start looking at Oscar as the future and starts giving you preferential treatment. Uh, well, I think, th- I think they'd want to keep Lando. So maybe that was they also the like reasoning Lando, that yeah. they play nice for Lando. Yeah, um, But Oscar, yeah, could be the future. And the vo- he he's won everything, every championship he's been in leading up to being in F1. Um, so mm. he's got the pedigree, he's got the talent um, and, yeah, just needs to be put in the right team in the right car and he could be um, you know, a yeah. future world champion. Well, that's the question. Is McLaren the right car? Yeah, definitely. Yep. But, you know, start there and then maybe Mercedes or 
Red Bull come knocking? Possibly. They're to get through Spa first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it doesn't rain the whole race. Yeah. That'll wrap us up. Yes. That'll wrap us up. Yeah. That'll wrap us up on the Esky. Uh, thanks to those that have listened. Uh, thanks to Chaos Legion in the chat there, David Warner question and uh, hopefully everyone's going well uh, whether you're in the car, out of the tools or wherever you might be catching the Esky this week. Have a good one uh, next weekend we'll know the fate of the Aussies uh, in the cricket at the Matildas tomorrow mm. night mm. Uh, Get start to get another week um, you know, to look into those uh, finals um, for, for the league and the AFL and uh, we'll be setting up for a little bit of a break uh, at some stage when, uh, when Monks becomes a dad. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Until then, All right. Uh, we'll catch you next week. This has been On The Esky. Bye. Cheers. Bye.